This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey, Nadpoles. Caldwell here to talk to you about Hero Forge, the best place to get fully customizable tabletop miniatures with dozens of fantasy species and thousands of parts to choose from. I actually just built a version of my Underdark Gnome Illusion Wizard, Kraslo, for use in a home game my friend has been running, and it was incredibly fun getting to scroll through all the options and details to bring this mage-handed menace to life. Their easy-to-use design tools let you build your perfect miniature online using a fully 3D, in-depth character creator right in your browser. Oh, and before you ask, yes, Hero Forge has goggles, and yes, Kraslo is wearing them. So if you've been thinking about splurging on a miniature for your D&D campaign, wait no longer, because May 2nd to May 9th, Hero Forge is having a spring sale. You can get 10% off all physical miniatures and free shipping, including international shipping on all orders. The figures are tiny, but the savings are huge. To take advantage of this great offer, visit HeroForge.com to start designing your custom miniature today and check back often because new content is added every week. Ooh, good to know. Kraslo just got a hat of vermin in the campaign, and I really want to find an annoying top hat for him to wear to represent that. In the meantime, that's it for me. Thanks for listening, and happy forging. Welcome to the campaign after the campaign. This is not another D&D podcast. Welcome back to Bohemia, everyone. Bohemia. Bohemia. I'm your dungeon master. You didn't say Bohemia. <laughs> I said it off mic. Oh. He's Perfect. He Guys, he he great start to the episode. <laughs> I am your dungeon master, Brian Murphy, joined by Jake Hurwitz. Hard one, surefoot. Emily Axford. Moonshine Savin, looking for a lay in the fae. Nice. Oh, very good. <laughs> and Caldwell Tanner. Beverly Tobol the Fifth, Father Finder and Sidewinder. Okay. <laughs> yeah. What's a Sidewinder? It's, you know, it's like a snake that kind of goes sideways in the sand. Ooh, That's okay, absolutely yeah. a Sidewinder. That's also so a good bad. roller coaster at Hershey Park. That's the one I was referring yeah. to specifically. Oh. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do in this episode. Were they destroyed by a flood? There was uh, something bad happened to Hershey Park this year. Really? Sound off in the comments. R.I.P. Hershey Park, maybe. <laughs> or maybe We don't not. know. Or congrats if you're thriving. <laughs> if the congrats Sidewinder's still the around, shout outs to the Sidewinder. <laughs> it's a good ride. Good trip. Uh, anyway, guys, let's do a little recap. So last week, you went off with some gnomes who you had freed from the Bear Prince's curse. They led you to the city of Freespire, a place in the spring court where Seely and Unseely lived together peacefully. Biggin, the gnome innkeeper, took you to his club, the Nightcap, and got you sauced off alcoholic potions and Ye- gnome hospitality. Hell yeah. During the night, you found out from some hobgoblin mercenaries that the Unseely were planning an attack on the Seely court while Queen Cirilla's troops were frozen and vulnerable. You borrowed a boat from Biggin and raced to get to the Unseely, but were stopped by a dragon turtle along the way who insisted you come with him to meet the crone of the sea you refused but the dragon turtle beat you down eventually dragging you to the (laughs) crone's secluded island there you met a terrifying hag who bound you in dimensional shackles and began dragging you towards her hut however as she dragged you you caught the scent of baby's breath and lavender (laughs) 
Y'all kind of think the name Baby's Breath is fucking disgusting. It's a weird name for a flower, sure. I don't mm. like it. I don't like smelling it. <laughs> for a scent. Yeah. yeah. For, for a being that pukes a lot, it's a very weird name. I think I'd be more comfortable if it was a color than a scent. <laughs> you guys just having this conversation as you're all shackled yeah, together. Yeah, via reports for us. Got it. Okay. Uh, so that's where we are now. You are on this secluded island uh, being dragged by the crone towards one of the island's little straw huts. You can still see the dragon turtle in the distance swimming away. Oh, so he's just leaving us. I flip him off. <laughs> <laughs> that won't do you any good there, son. Uh, and she smacks you in the face. Ow. And oh. spits on your feet. Why? Wow. <laughs> you see she looks over her shoulder at the dragon turtle, watching it leave, uh, then gives you guys the side eye and goes, just be cool, just be cool. Well, okay. 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 I, cool. I, We're cool. I, I live cool, but okay. <laughs> I'm chill. Uh, she pushes you through the opening of one of the humble dwellings, one of the huts, uh, but you see inside that it is not a hut. It is a magnificent what? mansion. What? Ooh. You're at the entrance of this grand dining room. There is a fireplace roaring uh. on the other side of the room. A red rug with gold trimming sits under a long dining table full of intricate candelabras. Uh, you see above you are two more floors uh, with balcony walkways that look <gasps> down into the dining room and have doors to various rooms. Um, you turn and see behind you, uh, she was pushing you. Uh, you see that this sea crone is now a tall elven woman. Her face is elegant and ageless with piercing purple eyes, but the rest of her is not so elegant. She's got goggles on her forehead uh, that push back her curly black hair. The rest of it is tied up in a messy bun. She wears purple leggings with a black tunic and a black and purple cloak that looks halfway between a duster and a lab coat. She's kind of a mix uh, between a wizard, a scientist, and an adventurer. Sick. Um, Very cool. Alanis, hey. <laughs> oh, hey, yeah, yeah. You see she um, releases you guys from the shackles and she goes... Oh, so sorry I had to do that back there, guys. I am deep undercover. Theala's got eyes everywhere. If she finds out I'm here, I'm going to get grabbed and end up like Ulfgar. You don't want that. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Ulfgar sends his regards, by the way. Yeah? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, he yeah. says, what's up, actually. <laughs> oh, what's up? Not what up? He said, what up? What up? Yeah, that I apologize sounds, for that. Uh, sounds uh, like yeah, not to Perfectly even exactly. keel, no emotion in his tone. Oh, okay. He cool. was super chill, yeah. Yeah? He just said, what up? Okay, cool. No. Ulfgar's super chill. Do you like, have... He loves hanging out. Uh, yeah. we, if we see him before you, anything you want us to pass along to him? Yeah, just say, what up? So another him. what That's up. It? You're not going to respond to the first what up. It's just going to be a chain of what ups with no response. I guess I'll say uh, not much you. Okay. Any, uh, any wow. wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hard, hard one uh, wells up a little bit. <laughs> uh, I will deliver your message, Alanis. Uh, so you see Alanis just takes another look at you guys and goes, Whew, I have been watching you guys for a while. It took a lot of work to get you here. Uh, you see she flicks her wrist and uses telekinetic energy to pull out a chair and falls back into it. She lets out this big sigh of relief. You see she holds up her hand and poof, this long Gandalf-like pipe appears. Uh, a bit of fire appears in her hand and she takes a huge rip. 
Let me hit Alanis, that. Can uh, I hit that? You guys want to hit this? Hill home hash, dude. Oh, it's fucking good. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, I'm pumped. The Queen has some get. of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We smoke anything down at the Hell crick, yeah. and most of it works. Um, Alanis, you are proving yourself to be quite a, a dope and hospitable host, but we're kind of in a, a bit of a rush here. I don't know if you have been yes. observing oh, us. Fucking yeah, pardon me. So you guys actually don't have to be in a hurry or anything. You guys are cool as far as the uh, Sealy Court business. Oh. Oh, how did you know? Your tentacles are far reaching. Yeah, so I like watch you guys. By the way, hard one. That freaking painting you have of Gemma no, in your no. shift, dude, that is I, so I, funny. That's funny. Yeah, it's a funny, it's yeah, a joke. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a joke, guys. I haven't joke, seen right, that painting. Yeah, no, I'd love to see yeah. it. You show it to them. Did no. you paint it yourself? <laughs> I, I found this fucking weird painting on, on the floor of the ship, oh, which found a lot of us probably saw that I, you saw when I found it, right? You see, she's just like hitting a bowl. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's unimportant. What'd you say yeah. about uh, time? <laughs> so, there is going to be an attack on the summer court. The unsealy do know that the sealy are vulnerable right now. Yeah. But here's the thing. They're not just going to start picking off frozen halflings left and right. The green knights are bound to the summer court. So if someone were to replace the queen, replace Queen Cirilla, they'd get her army. So their plan isn't to kill every single sealy soldier. They want to take over. They essentially want to steal her subjects. Oh, okay. Do you get what I'm saying? Uh, I see. They don't so they just want to kill the queen so yeah. they can control the so green teens. If they get the queen, they get the teens. They get the teens, exactly. <laughs> get the queen, get the teens. So yeah. while we're down here, though, we are unfortunately serving up Mama Cirilla as bait. Uh, you see she's hitting her pipe and she goes, oh, fuck. Our... No, wait, no, sorry. That's where Bev's dad comes in. Oh, so Bev's dad, Daddy. Yeah, I've been working with him. Um, he was over in the unsealy court, kind of trying to find out what's up. Found out about this attack. We came up with kind of a plan together. He went to go get Queen Cirilla. He's going to take her to the Autumn Court. Uh, we're going to kind of hide out until we figure out our next move. And but Autumn Court, there's a summer, winter. I guess I knew there was too, an Autumn yeah. Court. I guess I knew that, but I hadn't put it together. It's not really a court. There's no like king or queen there. Okay. There's a princess. Oh, is she as cool as huh. the bear prince was? Because she's that, cooler than the bear prince, sort of like a like a cougar well, guy, princess. Oh, that guy's dead. I don't know if you saw that, but yeah, yeah, I did. That was awesome, guys. Can we see like the the screen where you're watching yeah, us? How do you see us? You got like a crystal ball, or is it just a third eye? Or... It's kind of like a cauldron situation. Uh, so you see, she waves her hand, turns the giant oak table mm -hmm. into a big don't metal look cauldron. Don't look at my airship. Don't look at the airship. <laughs> Just show us anything. Do you guys want to see? Oh yeah, can you go to the, the airship where that painted him? That painted him. Yeah, you yeah. see, you see, she um, takes a rip of her pipe um, and then blows into the pot. Um, and really you see, cool. she scries on Jaina Bronzebeard, and you see Jaina in Hard One's quarters, just like confusedly like. <laughs> Padding around, like feeling a knock <laughs> on the hollow part of the room, and then just finding this little painting of Gemma. <laughs> hard one, hard one blows it away. Hard one, you found that? It seems so personal to just find. I did find it. You sure? If you commissioned it or something, you, you signed it. I found it within myself. <laughs> Wow, so I, the hands that dug deeper in Iron Deep than anyone else it's also just, painted that painting. <laughs> these, these, they're delicate as well. <laughs> it says Hardwood Churf at age 25? Um, this is I'm very so recent. I'm so surprised. God, this cauldron, cauldron's HD, huh? 
It's 5k, 5 kobold. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'm kind of like using my powers for evil here. Like, this is fucked up. I'm sorry, hard one. No, it's hilarious. I love getting ribbed. Yeah. <laughs> Can you use that, that sweet dank Hillholm hash to, to maybe look in on my people in Hillholm? Yeah, we could check in on them, see what's up. Wait, before you go down that road, Bev, a relationship is about trust. Okay, if yeah, you you're trust, right. If you trust Erlen, you won't spy on him. Ugh. This is essentially the locked phone. Okay, can I spy on my mom? Or the unlocked phone. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Let's see what my mom, make sure my mom's okay. See uh, where uh, Nana kindly has those worthers <laughs> these days. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she inhales. Uh, she blows some smoke in the cauldron. <laughs> Uh, she holds her hands up, and she basically gets, like, different colors of arcane energy on her fingertips, and she's kind of, like, making it dance to make moving images in the smoke. Uh, and, Bev, you see your mom in a little hobbit hole in Hill Home. It's very cozy. Uh, she's trying to get the Broomba to work, but it won't go. <laughs> oh, come on. These things never work. Oh, how much did we, how much gold did we pay you gotta for this? You got to reorient it, Mom. You yeah. got to reorient it. If it gets stuck in the corner, she it's can't just going to go you. in she's the cycle. Going, it just keeps going. Oh, you can't. Oh, it's going outside now. It's going outside. You see oh, the Broomba gone. goes outside. It's gone. It, it fully runs away. <laughs> she starts chasing it. We have to go help her, Bev. <laughs> You're right. Let's go. Fire up the airship. Return to the mortal plane. <laughs> Alanis, I do not mean to try your uh, your infinite pool of spells, but I, I actually haven't heard from Meemaw, and they were going to Glade home, and I, I just wanted to make sure they were okay. So I actually, I, I keep tabs on, uh, you know, some of the bigger names. Um, shout outs to your moms. Because she is one of the bigger names. What up? They are currently outside of Glade Home. Outside uh, still? Yeah, the you know the high elves, you know, mm, present company excluded, are kind of uptight. Oh, so. I just I just got it. High elf. That's good. Oh, dude, this is a real fucking high elf. <laughs> I high five Alana. Yeah, she high fives you back. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, the the Crick elves are just outside of uh, Glade Home. But they're making they're turning it into a tailgate, right? Spirits are high. <laughs> they have they've taken down the property value a great deal. Oh no, my people. Oh, I couldn't oh, be prouder. Yeah. I puff my chest with pride, which says a lot because I already got a puffy chest. You see, she she. <laughs> So you see she blows some smoke in the cauldron and you see uh, some crick folks taking these like this like beautiful moat and just making like mud slides out of it like slip and slides and stuff and you see just a bunch of high elves oh, running around oh, trying dirty, to chase the youngins away. Wow. A dirty tear to my eye. They turned the moat into a lazy river. That's clever. Yeah. Huh. You a know, lot of empties put, in there. Yeah, you see Cooter is just riding through this ancient moat uh, <laughs> on a tube drinking a beer. This is nice. Get out of our ancient moat. This protects. This has magic runes that protect our. Oh, you're not listening. You're floating away. You're floating away. Uh, Look at that. He doesn't even have a salsa dipper. He's just got a crotch full of salsa. <laughs> he is definitely pissing in the moat. <laughs> oh, wow, look at that. He's just reaching right in and grabbing crawdads out of there. <laughs> uh, I know we're all having fun here, gang, but um, shit's fucked up. We've yeah. actually Natch. done this before a bunch of times. Um, huh? Have you guys, uh, uh, do you guys know about like the butterfly effect? Yes. Yeah. Cool. Starring uh, Ashton Kutcher. Kutcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that movie... <laughs> Fucking rules. First off, get rips. Secondly, um, I'm kind of I'm kind of my own Ashton Kutcher here because I've done this a few times and things keep going bad. Uh, Alanis, are you looping? Yeah, I'm looping. Oh, um, this is the first time you guys have made it to me alive though, so 
Shout out to us. What's up? Shout yeah. out to Do you, you guys. Do you know what kept killing us? Yeah, what's the yeah. top 10 of our best was... deaths? You guys want to see? Yeah, yeah. I want the top 10 of the best yeah, give deaths. Us, give us the fail compilation. <laughs> <laughs> I want to just be like a quickly edited video that's just like, Yeah, damn. Hard to imagine wow. all of the shit we've been through was us succeeding. <laughs> wow, and most of these I just choke on a loaf of torta bread. <laughs> So you see Alanis gets on kind of a serious face, as serious as she can be, and blows smoke into this cauldron. Uh, and you see she makes her, her fingers dance and creates images uh, in the cauldron. And she goes, so when me, Theala, and Ulfgar were on our quest to stop Osmodius, we had to collect five relics from the first people. These were like the guys who existed in Bohemia during the age of the gods, uh, but were wiped out when the gods all went to war with each other. Uh, you see images of five artifacts in the cauldron, an ax, a spell book, a bow, a helm, and a ring. We use these to unlock the portal to the nine hells. You see Theala, Ulfgar, and Alanis organizing these into a circle. Alanis and Theala work together to perform a ritual, and Ulfgar stares in wonder as a flaming gate appears, a black hole with flames shooting out and licking the air. Dang, Prime Ulfgar, he's looking good. Mm. Yeah. He is, he is, he's pretty ripped there, right? He's looking pretty vascular. Should we pass yeah. that along to him as well? You can tell him that I thought okay. he looked pretty vascular yeah, okay. here. Yeah. Oh you my should, god. Yeah. <laughs> I think we... Does he still have those pants? He should wear those. They look good. He he dresses to impress. <laughs> oh, okay. So we've been seeing the worst side of him because you ain't been around. Maybe. I don't know, man. Uh, okay. It's continue. Continue. Hey, I, I say tell. that with a twinkle in my eye. <laughs> uh, so she continues. After we killed Osmodius, the relics were immensely powerful, but weren't of use to us anymore. We had used them as a key to get to the Nine Hells. We didn't need them. So I used my knowledge of arcane science to break them down and to make spell components. Uh, you see Alanis in Esri in a lab with Professor Duddle using the equipment uh, to break down these relics and turn them into these arcane orbs. Not unlike the arcane battery uh, that powered Juan, the automaton. Hi, Juan. Yeah. Uh, by the way, didn't totally know that Duddle was such a prick. Yeah, he's a total knob. He's kind of a stooge. Like he, a lot of this shit is just stuff that I invented that he just kind of took and ran with. Mm. Uh, like he okay. thinks he's a genius, but yeah. like you know, I fucking you know, this is this is all me. Not yeah. To, not to brag. No, that's cool. He's we, dead. Yeah, we killed him. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah, we he sucks. Yeah, he's not cool. He didn't get to do anything cool before he died. Just yeah, so you know. Just so you know. We <laughs> killed him first. Hell then. yeah, dude. No, <laughs> fucking yeah. She daps you guys up. Uh, <laughs> oh, so cool. All right, guys. Fucking chill. Guys, chill. Chill. Sorry, chill. Right. I'm getting serious. Getting serious. So powerful spells require powerful components. And there's nothing more powerful than the wish spell. It's the ability to change an outcome, to bend the fabric of time and space. Of course, the effectiveness of the spell varies based on how strong your components are. So with these five relics broken down, with these five wish stones, I can make some pretty big wishes. 
You see Alanis stares at the five glowing wish stones, then, even in the flashback, pulls out her pipe and takes a huge hit. <laughs> Savage. <laughs> does, she, does she rip the bong at the same time in real life? So it's like yeah. they're like mirroring each like, other? You can't tell which, one's ri- which one you're hearing the sound from. I think I'm getting oh, yeah. a contact high. Um, she continues, so Theala gets her god complex, and I knew shit was going to go down. You see in the smoke, you see Theala take over Galateron, flying atop the mountain, and chosen soldiers occupying different areas of the world, Ezri, Moonstone, the Crick. I'm a scientist, so instead of acting in the moment, I observed when the time was right, I would make a wish and go back in time to set right what went wrong. So in the first timeline, Theala creates an empire, Ilsaid rises against her, and the two gods go to war on the material plane and destroy the world. Uh, You guys see humans and orcs going head to head, skeletons in blackened armor, elves in gold, angels and devils killing each other on a battlefield. You see Theala and Ilsaid, she with an aura of light so bright you almost can't look at her, and he surrounded by fire that burns anyone, friend or foe, who comes within his aura. The two attack each other, and the clash of power creates an explosion that wipes the battlefield. Good effects. Uh, Yeah. Thanks. Uh, I teleported out of the material plane at the last second. I used a wish stone to go back in time to stop this from happening. One wish down. Uh, You see above her, there are five floating orbs of smoke. She pokes one and it disappears. In the second timeline, I just straight up killed Theala before she could ever make an empire. Uh, Great, s- and that's the one we're in right now? Uh, <laughs> oh, let me get to it. Uh, you see Alana standing over Theala's body, panting, face covered in blood. I challenged her and beat her before she could ever ascend to godhood. I thought that was the end of it, but it turned Ulfgar against me. He couldn't understand no matter how many times I explained it to him. Uh, you see, Ulfgar witnesses this and attacks Alanis. Uh, she disappears, and he looks furious. He's just looking around for her, screaming. Uh, he eventually joined Akarat and Ilsed to get revenge. You see Ulfgar juiced to the gills uh, oh, with the translucent white skin and red eyes, just killing angels, just grabbing them out of the air and ripping their wings off with his hands. Oh, Yikers. Yeah, yeah. So in this timeline, the devil takes over the world. I have to try again. Two wish stones down. Uh, She pokes away another orb of smoke. In the third timeline, I try to be a supportive friend and counselor to Theala. She ends up manipulating me, much as she did Ulfgar, and uses me to serve her imperialist agenda. Uh, You see Alanis shackled by chosen angels. She resists as Theala places a crown on her head, but then her eyes go milky and she stops resisting. You then see various images of her leveling cities at Theala's command. You gotta trust people when you show them, when they show, you gotta trust people when they show you who they are. Yeah, exactly. Um, But it's not quite as simple as just like killing her right away because that didn't work either. So, you know, this stuff, this butterfly effect stuff is fucking hard, guys. Yeah. I remember from the movie. Yeah. Yeah, Ashton Kutcher really goes through it. He does. <laughs> he goes, they, they, they take that dude through the ringer. Anyway, I escaped eventually, and I was able to travel back. You see a beaten and bloodied Ulfgar removes the crown from her head. He turns to fight a swarm of chosen guards as she pulls out one of the wish stones to use it to go back. So in that case, the all had one. I had to go back again. Three wish stones gone. Pokes away another one. There's only two left. At this point, I realize... 
I'm like the same as Theala. I'm playing God here, right? I can't fix everything myself. So I think who besides me, Ulfgar and Theala could help. I remember Jolene the Green, another legendary hero. So on the fourth try, I travel to the Crick, only to find out that she is stricken with Crick Rot. Uh, you see Alanis looking defeated as Mima shows her her scabs. But she told me about you guys, about how you how you guys had wandered into the fog to face Maribel. So I joined you. Uh, you see that you're in the middle of the battle against Maribel. Moonshine and Maribel are going head-to-head -head in their fungal forms. Hard One is trying to fight off an infected Bev. And suddenly, Alanis enters and calls a ball of lightning down on her. Together, we defeated her. We were a great team. Uh, all of you guys are rejoicing, celebrating with everyone at the Crick. But news of our victory quickly got to Theala. Uh, you see Brother Albrecht and the Chosen Knights watching from the crowd. That tight ass. The Chosen attacked the Crick. You guys died defending it. The thing that honestly hurts the most is that we would lose to the Chosen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's that's not like recording, is it? <laughs> that's not uploaded anywhere. This got retconned. Do, do you have so another you... wish note so I could wish I never saw that? <laughs> Please you do see, not post that. You see Barrett Brisden, the chosen captain who took Galad's place, swings down on an incredibly injured Moonshine who covers Pawpaw to protect him <gasps> while Mima is bound and screaming in the background. Beverly is full of arrows, standing, trying to defend terrified youngins as a squad of chosen descend on them. Hard one takes an arrow to the heart for Mama. And I he, do it again. And he dies in her arms. <laughs> I'm gonna have to give this movie a thumbs down. <laughs> Two big thumbs down from Bev. Oh, yeah. So really this was this watch. was my bad. That is how I want to go. <laughs> Fair I enough. I messed up everything again, so I got to go back. That's four wish stones gone. Uh, you see she pokes away another smoke orb. You see there's only one left. So this is my last chance. I am racking my brain, trying to figure out how to help you guys without drawing attention to you. So I, I hide in the Fey Wild. I scry on you all. You make it to Galateron on your own. You escape the Allah. You save your dad. You defeat Maribel and save the Crick, just all on your own. And because I'm not there, the Chosen don't attack the Crick. Uh, in the smoke, you guys see you're rejoicing with everyone at the Crick. But then you still die. You get killed by some fucking orc pirates. By some scrubs. We were having an off day. <laughs> yeah, it was supposed I to be a vacation. That. There was a lot of Hitachino Gosh, on the fucking fucking killed fucking on vacation. Boat. We got murked on vacation, yeah, it's true. He, didn't you see how um, the next day we uh, turned a hell beast into a dolphin? That's pretty... That didn't happen. Oh. Yeah. So you're saying... You see uh, in the smoke of the cauldron, uh, we're back on Snot's yacht. Uh, but in this timeline, Beverly is dead on the deck. Killed by the guns. Ugh. Hard One and Moonshine are dead below deck. Is Apple there? Apple is there. Okay. Apple's dead. Oh. oh. Forget hero. us. Apple's gone. My hero. Scrumper. <laughs> so I was fucking bummed out. I didn't know what to do here. I knew I couldn't join your party because that would draw too much attention to you guys. That would uh, draw the chosen to you. I considered maybe going back again, but this time bringing Bev's dad. But... How could Beverly grow into his own person with his 
father watching over every move. Was Balnor in that one where we all died on the yeah. pirate Wait, ship? Yeah, wait, was Balnor in any of these versions? Uh, you see, she um, really quick waves her hand and Balnor is conked out, goes to sleep. And she goes, no, Balnor wasn't there. He's the missing piece in all of this. I don't want to trip him out too much right now. Understandable. Oh. Yeah. He spooks easy. What- I, I catch Balnor before he falls on the ground. <laughs> yeah, cool. Oh, dude, I always forget to do that. Wait I always let them just like conk out. Did you like... Did you create him or conjure him? Or are you the reason he loves tuna? Because you're like a sea How did hag? you get to the Balkans? <laughs> <laughs> He's not from World War I. Uh, she inhales again, um, and she puffs into the, into the cauldron. And she goes, so in this timeline, I didn't know that you needed Balnor. I didn't know what you needed. I didn't even know Balnor. I knew that you didn't need a wizard. You didn't need a warrior. You just needed someone that would tip the scales ever so slightly in your favor. So I waited to find that person, and I let the world descend to chaos around me. Um, uh, You see, everything goes like the first timeline. The material plane is rendered uninhabitable by the war between Theala and Ilsaid. Then in the Feywild, the Unseelie take over both courts, and monsters rule the land. You see Fomorians, these troll-like titans. Do they look like what we... Unleashed on the uh, those were regular trolls. Pixies. These are okay. like actually the army of the Unsealy Court, who are more dangerous. Um, yeah, cool. You also see Shadow Fae, who look like Drow elves. Um, these elves with like white uh, hair with like purplish blue skin. Uh, they're all hunting down and killing Eladrin. And she goes, uh, but it wasn't all bleak. Like Cran, Durlin, and Bev's dad. There were other halflings who weren't in the summer court at the time that it froze over, and they formed a new society. They made a little oasis in the autumn court, protected by powerful magic wards that would make them really hard to find. So you see an adorable little halfling village. It almost looks like the Ewok village on Endor. It's kind of halfway between the Crick and the Shire, uh, with tiny little tree houses and rope bridges and hanging torches. And Alanis goes... They lived in peace, uh, you know, despite the chaos of the outside world. New halflings were born, families were raised, and that's where I found our dude. Uh, You see Alanis uh, arrives there. You see she's observing a young halfling dad, Balnor, with black hair and a black mustache, in shorts with tube socks, chasing a little halfling boy around. And he goes, Bobby! Bobby, get out of the dang bushes. You're going to get pricked, bud. Bud, you're going to get pricked. And he goes, no, dad, I won't. I promise. Bobby, get out of the dang bushes. Get out. No, dad. Ow. Uh, You see that Bobby has indeed pricked himself in the bushes. Uh, He cries and he holds up his finger to Balnor. And Balnor leans down. He goes, oh, geez, kiddo. Let me see it. See, you know what? That's what happens when you play in the bushes, bud. That's why we don't play in the bushes. Okay. Why don't we bring it inside and we'll wash you up, huh? We're having tuna for dinner tonight. Uh, he puts his arm around Bobby, brings him into this little little hobbit house, and Alanis goes, "He was he was perfect, uh, someone to offer guidance, but not so much that you don't learn your own lessons. Someone who could help enough to tilt the scale in your favor, but wouldn't carry the rest of you on his shoulders. Someone who no, could. In fact, we often carry him in the bag. Yeah, someone who could watch your bags. You need someone for that. Yeah." yeah. So I approached him and explained the situation that I needed him to help me and go back in time to save the world. 
but he didn't think he could help. He told me that he had a nice life, a family, uh, that he wasn't interested. And so I left to find someone else. And while I was gone, something really bad happened. Uh, you see a squad of elite unseelie hunters, these drow elves searching through the forest. Their leader, a man in blackened leather armor, dark blue skin, white hair, wearing a red blindfold, sniffs the air, then nods. One of his allies, a wizard, dispels the magic protecting the halfling village, and it appears. Ezra the Unkind, uh, the leader of the Unseelie, has a group of hunters uh, that she calls her hounds. Uh, the leader, Zalek, uh, is said to be able to smell magic. He found the village, and you see the hunters enter the village. Bobby runs up to them curiously, and Zalek immediately stabs him in the neck with his sword. No! He flashes a sick smile. You hear screaming and watch as the drow enter the individual homes and begin executing those inside. The entire village is raised. The smoke clears. Balnor returns home with a fresh haul of tuna for dinner, but drops the bags when he sees a smoldering home, then collapses to his knees. You see time passing, a montage of Balnor alone in the empty village. He digs through an old chest in his home that survived the fire and finds an old suit of armor, a shield, and a sword, most likely left to him from some long-lost relative back when the halflings still fought. He puts it on and begins training. His black mustache becomes salt and pepper, then turns gray. He's older now, but he's a fighter. Not a good one, but a fighter. Eventually, you see Alanis returns to the village. I came back to all this horror and to Balnor changing his mind. Uh, you see Balnor is kneeling in front of Alanis. He's all geared up in his little suit of armor and longsword. I'll, I'll help you, whatever it takes so that this doesn't happen. You see Alanis in the flashback uh, pulls out the little glowing wish stone. You'll help a lot more than just this village where you're going. Uh, Balnor's got tears running down his cheeks, and he goes, I couldn't help them. I can barely swing a sword. Alanis reaches down and touches his cheek, and she goes, There's a war coming, and everyone needs to fight, even old men who don't know how. I'll need to erase your memory. The people you're helping can't know what we're doing. Balnor nods. You can try, but I don't think I'll ever forget. She holds her hand over his forehead. White energy pulsates from it and transfers to him, and he gets this thousand-yard stare. Bobby. It's time to go now, Balnor. She pulls out a blank card with a gold back. The front of it flashes white and encases Balnor until he disappears. The card now looks just as you saw it when you pulled it from the deck of many things. The knight card, with Balnor bowing dutifully. Alanis creates an illusion to hide her true identity. She takes the form of a gnome, thrifty swifty, then pulls out the last wish stone and disappears. Bev is in the fetal position on the floor. <laughs> so, uh, just to be clear, it's kind of like in... Pirate's bounty, smuggler's bounty. It's kind of like I kissed you, not like I kissed Balnor, right? If you think about it. 
Um, yeah, I, you know, I got my answer. Thanks. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, that was Balnor. <laughs> I'm not Balnor, if that's what you think. Right. Yeah. Be, no. Mm, yeah. I, I don't me, know how we got that. I'm rewriting from there. it to be that. Okay. Well, I'll explain it to you later. It's it's mm-hmm. moonshine in a way. I, I think just, I think it was a one-on-one mo with Alanis. Thank, thank you, thank you. I'll, I'll, thank I'll you. write up a recap for them. Don't worry, Alanis. <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> I'm happy with what I just rewrote in my head. Uh, so, uh, just to be clear, this means now that Bobby doesn't exist in this world. He doesn't exist yet. Yeah, I mean Balnor. I mean he's aging differently. If we save the Sealy Court, he's not going to meet his wife. Yeah, I. Yeah, but okay, but that's okay because he he you know there was no saving Bobby, but now Balnor's here to save a bunch of other Bobbies. I just I don't know if I want Balnor to have to sacrifice everything for us. I I mean this is I think fucked it, up of me to say, but Balnor doesn't have anything. Yeah, I think the point is that he he didn't sacrifice until he lost everything, so he didn't get rid of it. Well, we got to make that sacrifice count then. I want to meet these motherfuckers that killed yeah, Bobby. I think we need to go after them. Seeing as uh, you guys will probably be meeting up with Bev's dad soon, who has Queen Cirilla, you can venture to guess uh, who will be going after you guys. Can you tell us anything about um, Balnor's wife? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, her name was um, Marianne. She was super chill. Um, she was kind of a better warrior than Balnor, honestly. Huh. Really? Where'd she live? I mean, before she lived in, uh, in that Where'd little... Where'd she live? She the, always lived in that little village. They the were, they grew up there. Yeah. Ah. They grew up there. This is several generations later. Like, Balnor does not exist right now. Y'all, we gotta go up. Nice. We gotta make a detour for a meet cute before we can <laughs> get on with what we really I don't think this do. is like way far in the future, right? This is way far in the future, yeah. Oh, so she she's probably like yet. eight years old at She's best. not even alive. Definitely okay. not alive. Okay, never mind. This is the, the Feywild descends into chaos. Some halflings yeah. make a hidden village and live there for generations. We've been trying real hard to figure this out, but it's it appears that Balnor is fucked. Well, no, it appears that Balnor is telling a new story with his life now. Well, we don't. So, you see, she takes a huge rip of the bong. I mean, like, what's to say they won't exist in his afterlife? You know what I mean? That's so true. Oh, Damn. Makes nice. you think. Okay. You guys hit this. You guys aren't thinking like me right now. Yeah, let me I hit, hit it. it super hard. <laughs> yeah. I can't move my legs. Is that normal? Yeah, I, that's like the grief of seeing little halfling kids get killed. Um, and also, we're all super stoned. Okay. So, so Balnor really... is the thread? Balnor is what's keeping us alive? Yeah, that Balnor tracks. dragged you uh, down below deck, kept you alive on the ship um, without his extra attacks and everything in that battle. You guys would have died uh in the future, he saved you guys a bunch of times. You guys saved him, too. Like, don't get me wrong, it's a give and take, but he was kind of the missing missing part of this puzzle. Cobb was always there, you know what I mean? Yeah. To help Nash. you guys in Galater on. Yeah. But Balnor, that's, uh, Balnor's, you know, me and Balnor. We gotta put some extra tuna in that bag. Yeah. I'm gonna put some some spicy mustard on a sandwich for him. Well, he yeah. might that might be a little too much for his tongue. I'm gonna but put I, some mild mustard on a sandwich for him. So y'all, <laughs> some real yellow helmets. You see, uh, ba- yeah, that... Balnor's just snoring on the ground. <laughs> Balnor wakes up instantly. Uh, uh, <laughs> Balnor will never know what it means, but we gotta kill those fucking hunt. That fucking hunt. I mean, the hound? I, my my reasoning for 
erasing his memory was always just so he wouldn't tip off anybody to what you guys were up to or our grand plan. I feel, I think we should tell him now. Oh, okay. You're okay with that? Yeah, I'm cool with it. I just didn't want him to freak out. Yeah, totally. I think you guys should definitely tell him, I'm going to go outside and take a leak. Oh, but cool. there's a toilet like right over there. Let him know. If you want to just like and do that I'll, and then come back. Yeah, there's definitely like rooms here. I'm not really going to, I don't like to be around for the emotional stuff. <laughs> right on, yeah. So I'm going to take a quick lap outside. Uh, hard one, you go outside. You notice as soon as you go outside, you turn into this weird hunchbacked monster. I immediately turn back and go outside. <laughs> I'll... I'll tell him. You know, I I can. Um, you guys just need to kind of be there for him because yeah. I can like unscramble his brains. I just didn't want him to watch like the movie version of his life because it's it's you know, really well edited though. Thanks so Good much. Yeah, I yeah. worked on it a lot for like pacing and stuff. And yeah, uh, I put a that. tuna sandwich really firmly between my butt cheeks and clench until it's a tuna melt. <laughs> I'm gonna make, I do the I'm same thing, Donald but with my tits. <laughs> I use. You would rather eat yours. I use a very, very faint uh, strike with my sword to uh, light it on fire and toast it. <laughs> Gentle Bev. <laughs> Perfect. A toasting smite. Uh, <laughs> So you see she walks over to Balnor. Should we just really transform this space into sort of like a healing oh, yeah, center? What other channels does this thing have? I start flicking you guys, through the what do you, Yeah, what do you guys Golf think? <laughs> well, do you want to, why don't we just do back to like table? Or do you yeah, guys want to yeah. do like couches? Yeah. Couches I think we want to do open couches. Floor plan. If you, yeah. If you have like maybe like those pillow poofs that people can sit on, papa's oh. on chair, yeah, poof. bean bags, mm-hmm. like let's really hippie this out. Stay low. Bohemian for sure. I light yeah. some sage. <laughs> you light some sage, uh-huh. um, bean bags all over the I'm, space. I'm cooking snacks. It like looks like we're going to see a movie, but really it's like for like a therapy session. I have a white Russian ready to put into his hands. I put my Ooh, phone yeah. in a solo cup and I start playing Dave Matthews. <laughs> Oh, maybe we should maybe we should wait and he can tell us what he needs to hear to mm, agree. Yeah, oh, all right, cool. Yeah. It's gonna be Dave Matthews, but I saw yeah, but I just paused. You're it. right, you're right, it is. <laughs> Winter's cold, <laughs> so you see Alanis holds her hand over Balnor's head. Hand gets the same white glow that it got when she wiped his memory the first time. And Balnor jolts awake with this crazy gasp and all at once he he would cry if he could it's just this insane overwhelming emotion of suddenly realizing who you are remembering all of the bad stuff that happened being overwhelmed by being where you are just this like just instantly makes this crazy sound and he just starts breathing heavy and he goes are they even real what does this even mean? Palinor, they're real. And we're glad you're here. You're our knight. And we need you. Satellite. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite band. <laughs> I hug Palinor. I do the, uh, I do the, um, I do like that back rub that moms do. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> yeah, Palinor goes. I rub his bald spot. <laughs> <laughs> Which is filling in a little bit. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Look at that. Thanks, guys. I guess I always, I always kind of knew that I wasn't going to be going back to anything. We'll make sure that what's left is just as good. And we'll try to give you the best life 
we can, but I know that it's going to be different, but we love you. You're, you're our weak dad, and we love you. Yeah, why don't we just... You guys are we... my strong kids, and I love you. Oh, bring it in! Bring it in! He gives you guys a hug, and he cries. I'm sorry I hit on you, Boonshine. Oh, that's fine. You know, I'm... I'm it's over. We're it's done. I'm fault. breaking up with you. Whoa. Okay, I'm going to let you, you right? have that today. I'm going to stand by and let Hard you have that. Hard one hugs, <laughs> I'm just playing, Hard one. I'm just trying to give him what he needs right now. It's gonna be okay, Moonshine. <laughs> you had a, you had a beautiful family, Balnor. Yeah. Thanks. I, I, I don't know totally how this works. If they're, if they're gonna exist or something, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe in the end, if we, if we, if we get a wish or something, do you think maybe we could try to bring back my little town? Yeah. Also, Balnor, you should just take solace in the fact that you have done so right by them. Yeah, you don't need a wish stone to have hope for the future. They would be so proud of everything that you've done. Thanks, guys. Thanks, that means, that means a lot. Yeah. I also made you this tuna melt. <laughs> <laughs> he weeps and eats it. <laughs> oh, I'm gagging as he's eating it. It's supposed to smell like that. What? It's the cheese. It's the cheese. That's it? why it smells like that. See, uh, Alanis takes a rip and leans into moonshine. I cleaned it with like magic before it went over. Thank you. God bless. Yeah, Melora, no bless you. Yeah. You Do you want to hit this, Balnor? I know it's kind of sudden, but that might help. I would love to hit this. Okay. Um, you see, Bal- Balnor takes a huge hit of it. Yeah, I, I hold right. it up to Numb him. Numb the pain. Numb it. Like a squire Escape. holding a sword, <laughs> I hold this pipe up to Balnor. Thank you. Thank you, Beverly. Of course. You guys have given me new purpose. I'm, 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 I'm happy that I, I wish it was different circumstances, but I'm, I'm glad I was along for the ride. Well, speaking of purpose, I think we have a new one as well. We know who did this. I want to smother that motherfucker with the pack. Yeah. Oh, I can think fuck yeah. of no better punishment. Balnor Predator handshakes, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you see Alanis goes, so this is like a super heavy night. Um, I have like a lab. I have some like little trinkets I can give you guys, but why don't we, why don't we kind of sleep it off and wait till tomorrow? Yeah. yeah. I think, yeah, let's do sleepover style. Let's just make piles of pillows and yeah. then just splay our bods. One big poof. One big poof. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you see, Balnor goes, uh, if, if you don't mind, gang, I think I might um, go out for a little walk on the beach. Absolutely. Uh, I turned Do into you. a hunchback ogre monster man when I went outside, so just be careful. I think that was a prank on you. Cool. Figured. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I made like yours look uglier just because I've like seen... You're just like... I- just chill out, man. You know what I mean? What are you talking about? You got that same thing that Olfgar's got, man. I'm super chill. You're super not chill. You're tense. You're flexing right now. I'm not, this is not flexing. You're flexing. I respect that you think it's flexing. I know that you're buff, dude. It's fine. Um, it shouldn't mean that much either. Just like chill. Totally. It's, it's cool. cool. It's totally We're cool. cool. <laughs> totally cool. Uh, so I'll show you guys up to your room. You guys can crash for the night. And oh, we'll, we'll requested one big poof. If that's oh, cool. guys, I got one big bed. Guys, I've been watching you for a while. Poof. For oh, a while. yeah. Yeah. Okay. We want to mix it up, though. We want, like, just one big floor. Yeah. That's also oh, big cool. Floor. Yeah, 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 yeah. You guys want, like, a big bean bag? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. one big bag. One big... In honor of Balmore, we need one big bag. <laughs> yeah. 
You see Balnor exits the mansion and walks outside. Can I do an insight check or a perception check as he's leaving to make sure he's not like gonna he doesn't have like a twinkle of I'm gonna I'm gonna run and take yeah. my uh, yeah, go ahead. vengeance right now. Twenty six. Ooh. Ooh. Balnor's just sad. Okay. Mm. Had to he check. Just go, he just wants to go out and uh, look at the ocean. He's pretty steady, but you never know the day when Balnor goes cray. Mm. Mm. I mean, that's why I picked him, man. He's so steady. Yeah. Yeah, he's like the ocean. Yeah, dude. <laughs> fucking deep, man. Thank you. You fucking <laughs> rule. <laughs> I mean, you guys rule. I didn't. I didn't tell you this yet, but like, I have a picture of you in my house. <laughs> Dude, that's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy how we do that, how we take, like, celebrities and we act like they're not people. Like, we could just hang out. You know what I mean? Totally. Like, that's just... I'm trying to understand. (laughs) Anyway, I'll I'll show you guys your room. Uh, So you guys uh, walk up the stairs. Uh, There was this little, like, balcony overlooking the dining room. Uh, She opens this uh, beautiful oak door, and you guys go into your room. You see that there is one big bed. Um, there's a California king uh, with dark oh. red blankets with gold trim. Uh, they match the curtains, which are opened up, looking out into the ocean. Uh, you see a little hunchbacked monster man um, <laughs> walking over to the ocean. Uh, there's a little desk uh, with a quill, some parchment, and a candle for you to write at. Uh, you see books are lining the walls, and there's another fireplace in here, and a few velvet chairs around it. And Alanis goes, so you guys want to do beanbag? Yeah, I yeah. throw a bunch of uh, pillows and chair cushions yeah. onto the floor near the pile. <laughs> I pile. agree. Right near the fireplace. You guys, yeah. so this place is entirely magic. I can make whatever you guys want. Nah, we're this self. We're self. You guys just want to do the blank. You guys just want to do the pillows. Then you guys yeah. want me to make you more chairs so you can pull more pillows from chairs. I'm uh, kicking a cushion really hard to prop it <laughs> as up. As long as you this can should, do, this should I, suffice. This is, yeah. I jump on. Yeah, this is good. Cool. This is just give. This is fucking weird, so I'm just going to make, like, six more chairs. If you guys need more cushions or if you want to sleep in the bed, that's cool. Okay. Cool, yeah, whatever. Is there, like, a bed button we can just push and it'll turn back into a bed? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, just let me know. Okay. Say what up. I just, uh, I'm just going to go meditate, so I'm cool. Oh, nice. Oh, I'm kind of doing the same. Dope, dope. Um, Real quick. Yeah, what's up? What's your lowest level reading book in this room? Let me see. Um, I got this children's book um, called Ulfgar Goes Punch. Um, oh. It's just about Ulfgar getting into a fight with a goblin, kicking his ass, but it's like real basic common stuff. That's okay. actually the first book I ever heard of that didn't sound totally lame. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Why don't I try to read it to you? Oh. Okay. <laughs> uh, Moochine, go ahead and give me an intelligence check. Um, but you do not need to succeed wildly because if you remember during your last insane yes. drug trip, uh, you learned to read a little bit. Mm. So this is just a DC 10. 15! Uh, Moonshine, you successfully read this book. <gasps> oh my goodness! Amazing. I'm so happy. You see, it is a God it is a book knows. about a very skinny little Ulfgar who gets picked on by a big buff goblin, uh, but then he goes and lifts weights. One weight, two weight, three mm-hmm. weight, uh, and he gets bigger and buffer. And then he comes back and he punches the goblin. Moonshine, out. I can absolutely relate to this. <laughs> This is, is this the joy of reading? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it is. Like seeing yourself in the protagonist and whatnot. Yeah. Holy shit. This is a pretty complex narrative for uh, for a picture book. Was I wrong this entire time? No, I couldn't be. Alanis, <laughs> would you, do you mind if we would perhaps borrow this children's book? I don't know if it's a limited edition. <laughs> do you guys edition. just want it? Yeah. It's a series if you guys want. Yeah. There's a... The- all right. Like, there's a Theala one. I don't... 
She's not cool. I'm not interested in the Fiala one. Do you want the me one? Yeah, that'd I be do. cool. Yeah, I what's the me one? The uh, it's called Alanis. Alanis casts a spell, <laughs> and it's essentially the same book, except it's about her reading books and learning how to cast spells on a goblin. Okay, yeah, we'll take that too. Thanks Alanis, very much. Do you have any of the legendary heroes chapter scrolls? It feels messed up that I would have those, but you keep them just in case your fame ever goes away. You know what I mean? It's like a, a memento. I run over to the the quill and I ask her to sign a copy for me. <laughs> she gives you a first edition <gasps> Ulfgar scroll. Whoa. Oh, wow. You can see the goblin's jaw getting cleaved right off in this panel. And signs it for you. Oh, thank you so much. I'll treasure this. Although it is kind of messed up that they call it the Ulfgar Adventures because me and Theala are in there too. It's kind of sexist, but you know, sexist. Yeah. things are changing. You Although know? the ratio of your party was perhaps a little uh, kinder towards women than ours. Yeah, and we're stronger <laughs> than Ulfgar, although Theala's going to do probably more damage than me or Ulfgar will do good. And Ulfgar has done a lot of damage, what with being brainwashed and all that, and he was trapped in a gem for a while. But, you know, he'll do good shit now, I hope. I don't know. I kind of don't know what's going to happen. Here's the crazy thing now, gang. I don't have any more wish stones, so... And this is the yeah. farthest we've gotten. Yeah, yeah, guys. You guys are alive. That's awesome. Uncharted territory. Wow. Yeah, this rules. Just blackness ahead. Cool, neat. Yeah, Fun. who knows? So, okay, uh, I'm going to let you go to bed, but real quick, tomorrow we are departing for... Hopefully by tomorrow we'll get a message from Bev's dad and we'll find out what's up. Great. Okay. Well, Alanis, you have shown us a wonderful time, even though it was also really depressing at the same time. Hey, you know, that's just life, though, right? Yeah. Hey, life sucks. Life sucks so much ass. <laughs> yep. Although that's about, like, your perspective, you know what I mean? I've lived, actually, you know what? Pretty much every life I've lived sucked ass. I <laughs> see she uh, takes another hit, but... Maybe we could change it so that it doesn't suck ass. Maybe yeah. we can make life just okay. There you, you go. Y'all should just come live at the Crick. It's it's the crick? in there every single yeah. day. I might take you up on that. Yeah. Yeah. People are happy there. It's true. They're weird, but they're happy. <laughs> I'd say there's something. There must be something in the water, but I know there is. There there's is. a lot of right. mud and yeah. dirt and methane. carcasses. Mm-hmm. Methane as well. And it gets you fucked up. Uh, caffeine. Yeah. It's like a four loco. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a four loco in it's the water. exactly that. It's so saccharine. I don't quite understand. <laughs> have you studied that crick water? You must have. Yeah. So the crazy thing is that even more so than Glade Home, the crick shares a lot of similarities to the Fey Wild. I kind of wonder if there wasn't a, you know, dimension door there somewhere, if there wasn't a gate somewhere there. Oh, so all the, like, Mm -hmm. the sweet candy in the soil from the Fey Wild is dripping into the Because, I mean, there's nannerflies here, nannerflies there. What's up with that, right? What is up with that? What is up with that? Speaking of which, I got to check on my nannerfly. I Uh, scramble for my jar. Go ahead and roll a d20. (laughs) Nineteen! There are 19 nanoflies in the oh, jar. Yes! We got a commune complete with a charismatic leader. I look at one of the nanoflies as we're like in a robe. <laughs> he salutes you. <laughs> and fucking all the other ones. <laughs> do you want like That's more jars? Do you want more jars? Yes, please. They look cramped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. If we could maybe have a jar that could be a maternity ward, because it looks like about six of them are pregnant. <laughs> you need a little like mansion jar. She gives you six jars. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, she magically teleports them into the jar so they can't fly away. Whoa! Can I make like a rope belt that like I can wear that is all the jars flies? around my? Yes, yes, you can. Oh, Alanis, I almost forgot. Um, I fish out the the vial of uh, perfume that we have from Ulfgar. Oh shit! Yeah, Ulfgar gave this to us. 
just in case we saw you. It seems like, you know, obviously he says what up, but like he gave us this. So I feel like this is maybe more of like a what up? Oh, I, I actually need some of this. You see, uh, she takes it. She oh takes another God. hit of her pipe uh, and then blows the smoke and then sprays the uh, <laughs> scent to cover the smoke. I thought you it know? was gonna be. I thought it was gonna be like an e-cig. You know how sometimes you get liquid it's cartridges. The juice. <laughs> no, like I just that. prefer like I like the smell of lavender. It smells a lot better than this stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Oh wow, that really yeah. lightens up the room. It does, wow, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, well, good night, you guys. Um, I'll keep an eye on your boy out there. Make sure he doesn't like jump in the water. That'd be great. Thank yeah. you. Sweet. <laughs> See, Balnor's like edging clo- ever closer to Balnor. the water. <laughs> Balnor, <laughs> we, we love you. We're open. We tug it back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Alana's exits. All right. Wow, big day, huh? Big day, y'all. I think I'm ready to meditate. Yeah. I, I mean, can... do we want to talk about what tomorrow holds for us? No, we're waiting to hear from your pops. Okay. Yeah, we gotta. I think we got to keep an open mind, keep a clean slate until we have our mission in head. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, hard one curls up with uh, Ulfgar goes punch by the fire. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll I'll look over his shoulder and and help him with what I learned. That's so fucking cute. <laughs> old, old, old. I um while they're doing this, I uh, teach Papa how to write. Where? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna one step ahead of me. <laughs> uh, hard one, go ahead and give me an intelligence check, and I'll say Papa, I'll do an intelligence check. <laughs> I'll roll in front of Bev here. 17 Ooh. for Papa. I got a 17 too. Hell yeah. Are the boys are doing good. Are they as smart as Papa? Here. <laughs> you see Papa? Yeah, he does. He gets to E and Mo. He spells like the name wow. Mo. Damn, oh, wow. that's a person's name. If you switch that around, that's Emo. That's two words Rear. that you know. Papa, this is so cute. You can write, and then I can read what you wrote. Rear. <laughs> Assuming you don't get too fancy with your writing. <laughs> he writes uh, Mo in perfect script now. <laughs> See, knowledge isn't Ilsed's tool. It's useful and fun. <laughs> Hard one's fast asleep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ah, uh, should we hit the hay? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go into trance mode. I leave the door creaked for Balnor. Yeah, I think maybe we like maybe we like leave a little note for Balnor. That's oh like, yeah, welcome back. We missed y'all. Right, Put another tune like a, pri- a prime up. spot right in the middle. Right of the in cushion. the middle, a Balnor yeah. shaped like hole. The, the chair that he usually sleeps. Like on. when you're making like an egg in the hole and you cut out <laughs> yeah. the center of the bread, we do that but with pillows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, we're the toe. toe. In the hole, toe we're in the hole, hole. Yeah. and Balnor's the toe. Yeah, a tiny little bag for him to crawl into <laughs> yeah. between oh. us. Yes. Like a sleeping bag. Mm. Yep. So you guys, yeah, it, you yeah. guys all go to bed. Hours later, you hear Balnor come in. Not particularly quiet because he's just a generally loud guy. He's sure. dad, like clearing his throat a lot. He's been crying a lot. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Oh. Uh, he reads the note that you guys left, um, and you hear him just start weeping like loudly. Can I, can I wake up and cast silence on him? <laughs> you cast silence for on him. For their sake, for their sake, okay. so everyone can get a good night's sleep. Unless you guys wanted to wake up. No, I I woke up and pretended to be asleep. Okay, cool. So yeah, I don't deal with emotions like that. <laughs> Balnor uh, curls up uh, in the pillows between you guys and silently <laughs> sobs himself to sleep. I do put my hand on his shoulder. Yeah. I think we all spoon him a yeah, little bit. Yeah, Balnor cuddles up with We're you guys and goes to bed. We're there to physically comfort, but, you know, everyone's got to yeah. get a good night's sleep. <laughs> got to get your eight. Papa nuzzles up with Balnor. Me, it's, for me, it's four. Got to get my four. Right, four. And maybe four. I'm just like an optimized person. What are you doing with those other four? Are you doing four bonus hours with us? Um, 
I think I'm, you know, calisthenics mostly. Oh, nice. <laughs> so we, we just hear you kind of breathing like <laughs> yeah, all night. Cool, 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 cool. Just burpees and reading. <laughs> I wake up for the burpees. <laughs> so you, oh. guys, you guys wake up. We wake up. Uh, I ask Hard One if he can show me how to do a squat. Oh, Whoa, you trying to thicken that ass? Everyone themselves. <laughs> I just feel like if y'all are strengthening your brain, I should, you know, maybe strengthen these little bird legs. I'm also That's gonna true. strengthen my ass. I'm gonna kill that Zalik motherfucker with my strong ass quads. It's time to go yeah. hard. Train me. Oh, we gotta go beast mode. Hell yeah. Let's go beast mode. That's true. Mode. Until right, we hear back from Bev's dad, let's get to training. We're squatting with Papa and just doing the sort of squat toss. Using Papa <laughs> like a medicine ball? Yeah, yeah. And Papa's holding a medicine ball also, so it's even heavier. Rare, 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 rare. He's pounding for you guys. Feel the rare, burn. Rare, rare. Great form, kid. Hard one, I'm gonna puke. Good. <laughs> Balnor's also puking. Can we say that the reason uh, Papa got into the mix is because at one point the medicine ball came to me and when I heaved, Papa accidentally came out of my overall bib. It's just like, it. Clinging to it. <laughs> okay, so how much HP do I gain? <laughs> you um, three, you know what? Plus three to AC. It's wow. If you guys, if you guys keep at it, I'll let you roll a D four for uh, HP for oh, adding to constitution. If you keep shit. training with hard one every morning. Every oh, morning. okay. You gotta train with hard one every morning. Okay. It will cool. be my honor. Okay, so this is one. It's Everybody hard record. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> You're on the hard, hard fun fitness system. <laughs> I didn't think that I'd have to pay to do this. <laughs> it's one gold. That's it. <laughs> one gold a day. All right. You know that's fair. That's a good price. Uh, so you guys do your morning squats, and you see Alanis walks in, and she goes, "There's a lot of stuff going on today in the lab, guys. If you guys want to come by, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Dope, dope." Do you have any uh, any any hot plates in that lab? Uh, I could just cook you some food. <laughs> oh, do you want something? I figured we have a little breakfast. Yeah, first. we can have breakfast. What are you guys in the mood for? I can just summon it. Ooh, no! Hardwood starts rifling through Moonshine's bag. Yeah, part of how you show your love is cooking. I would like to show my love right now. It's true. Point so me in kind. the direction of your kitchen, kitchen so I can. Do you want show me to like love. make a kitchen? Oh, you don't even have a kitchen? No. Yeah, make a kitchen. All right. Uh, she 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 just turned the bedroom into a kitchen. Cool. Oh wow. <laughs> and then I just go to town. Wow, this is old school. This I'm, is like analog I'm making, eating. This is nuts. I'm you gotta be hungry. I'm such a mess. I just make my Starting own small fires. <laughs> leaving start. sauce everywhere. I'm worried to leave her in here by herself. <laughs> I feel like I need to dispel this room as soon as she's done so it doesn't burn down the whole mansion. And then I come out with like some croissants with like twigs in them. <laughs> Ooh. I scarf mine immediately. <laughs> Alanis also, Alanis is just like super bloodshot eyes, just eats the twig sandwich. Ah, <laughs> oh, bush, bush boomerang. This is rad. <laughs> yep. Love these. <laughs> oh, this is very stuck in my braces. That's how you know it's good. Hey, everybody. It's Emily here to talk to you about Mint Mobile. It's spring cleaning. We're getting rid of the things that don't serve us anymore. And you know what doesn't serve anyone? Expensive phone bills. If you'd like to declutter your finances, it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk text and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. You can use your own phone and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash pawpaw. That's mintmobile.com 
mintmobile.com slash pawpaw. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash P-A-W-P-A-W. $45 upfront payment minimum required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speeds slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Goodbye, sweeties. Hey there, Nadpoles. This episode is brought to you by Aura Frames. Are you looking for the perfect gift to celebrate the moms in your life? Well, look no further. Aura Frames are the beautiful Wi-Fi connected digital picture frames that allow you to share and display unlimited photos. It's super easy to upload and share photos via the Aura app. And if you're giving an Aura as a gift, you can even personalize the frame with preloaded photos and memories. My mom, my mother-in-law, and my grandmother-in-law all have auras from me and they love them. So from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, and even the friends in your life, every mom loves an aura frame named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. Trademark, brother. Aura frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. They're easy to set up. They are the perfect gift and they've got unlimited storage, unlimited photos and videos. You can invite as many people as you want to a frame. There are absolutely no hidden fees or subscriptions. How beautiful is that? And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That is Aura, A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use the code PAWPAW at checkout to save terms and conditions apply. Thank you, everybody. All right, All right cool. Yeah, now lab. take us to the lab. Uh, so Alanis takes you to her lab. Uh, you see it kind of looks like Duddle's lab. Uh, you get the kind of sense that um, Duddle was kind of a poser and probably either based it off her lab or that she built it for him. Please tell me you are not working on a pill that tastes like the memory of a strawberry or some <laughs> shit like that. No, that's some fucked up Duddle shit. Okay, I good. don't do that. There's a buzz <laughs> of activity in here. There are three clockwork automatons with arcane batteries at their core. They are built of brass and made to look like gnomes, but their batteries shine in different colors. One is blue, Ooh. one is red, and one is green. I uh, salute them. Uh, they salute you. They run over and <laughs> hug Alanis as soon as they see her. Good morning, mom. Good to see you. Oh, what's up, guys? Good morning. Guys, this is Al, Lonnie, and Is. Uh, I, they, I, told them <laughs> that they, I told them they could name themselves. Mom is the best. She's the coolest. She knows all about magic, and she built us. Aw, they, yeah, they love their mommy. Uh, yeah, you see, she's just like a much better person than Professor Duddle. Yeah. <laughs> like, as opposed to, like, Hard Wan, who um, was just, like, aching to be a person. <laughs> so they help you out down here? Mom just tells me that I am a person because I feel feelings and we talk through our problems together. Absolutely. That's right. You just talk it through. You know, we're different, but, you know. Everyone is staring at hard one. <laughs> feelings. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we out. just talk through our feelings. <laughs> like a beautiful river, right? <laughs> you see, yeah, Alanis walks over to you, hard one. You would actually do a lot of good talking to one of these robots for a little bit. Are these your therapy so, droids? <laughs> sounds whatever. <laughs> no, just as far as like, they're just really open. <laughs> totally, yeah. I can yeah, like, cool. I'll chat with them. It doesn't matter to me. <laughs> Small talk, nothing more. <laughs> just coffee. 
Uh, so you see that uh, the clockworks are at work. You see the um, red one, Al, uh, is mixing chemicals in beakers, causing them to bubble. Uh, the blue one, Lonnie, is organizing a shelf of these little orbs that kind of look like the wish stones, um, these little like arcane batteries. Um, you see the green one is fixing a device that almost looks like a big microwave or a freezer uh, that a large item could fit into. It's attached to a laser that <gasps> sticks out from a big metal arm and aims down to a giant glass slide. Alanis. What's up? We got multiple cursed items. Yo, I've... if you want to break those down for spell components. Yes, we do. We could do that for yeah. you. Yeah. Holy yes. shit. Oh, finally. Oh, Balnor, empty that bag. <laughs> Balnor proudly empties the bag. <gasps> Slow motion rap song plays. Yes. Do you know how many? Oh, you do, because you've been watching us. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So what are you guys, you guys thinking book, obviously. Book, mm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'd like to get rid of that, um, the... Armor. The armor. armor I can fix for you if somebody wants to wear the armor. Ooh. Yeah. That's just pretty strong. That's just plate mail. It probably wouldn't be if me, somebody but that sounds great. needs plate mail. I'm on My dude over here, she points to Beverly. My dude over here, what do you got, like 19 AC? Yeah, I'm rocking 19 right now. You'd have 20 AC if you put oh, this I'll look an upgrade. On. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Damn. You wouldn't have disadvantage on stealth rolls either with it. Because it's myth roll. Yeah. Do Very we cool. got any more um, cursed items, or is it just these two? Well, we've got that horn that summons spirits that we've never used. I think that <laughs> that's sounds not like cursed, a good though. thing, though. Maybe we could have you analyze it and tell us if we're playing with fire. Yeah, I feel like we're just like... You know, you're just you, like holding. You're just having her like cast identify spell on it. Yeah, or this we're is at antiques roadshow. Yeah, yeah. Like, what, what is like, this one? This is like right when you get home from like trick or treating, and you like pour out your haul and like yeah. show yeah. each other. She <laughs> looks at the horn that you guys got from Snotsyot, and she goes, "Oh, this is the horn of Valhalla. Um, so you can blow this like once every seven days to summon like." a bunch of pirates to come help you. So Dang. this probably would have got you guys out of some jams. Cool. Yeah. I'm gonna. Shit. I'm just gonna put like a sticky note on this yeah. that says "Remember to use." This book is straight up bad. Mm-hmm. I would get rid of it. Um, yeah. Armor is bad, but I could remove the curse for, uh, for you if you'd like. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. then you could use it. The Akarat coin is not a good thing. I don't know if you. That's kind of your deal. Yeah. What about toss the uh, the Hirog coin? The Hirog <laughs> coin. That is just some currency. Cool. <laughs> uh, I look at the Akarat coin. And I hear its whisper once more. Join me. Be my little brother. We'll <laughs> hang out all the time. It'll be freaking rad. Yeah, you can toss it. <laughs> oh, she takes it. That is such a fucking insult to Akarat. Oh, I cannot no, wait to tell like him. A, so rad. Is it like a hydraulic press where we can like watch it slowly crush <laughs> yeah. the coin? Oh, can we do like a Fey Wild? One of those like a uh, mint the coin to be like a, a souvenir. <gasps> oh, we melted it. Wild. <laughs> Any presser <laughs> turns into a tryst. <laughs> yeah, you see, Alanis um, uh, does a little illusion to make it look like a penny presser. You put the Akarat coin from it. You spin the little wheel. Uh, you see it crushes, and then it turns into a little bead. I can't hear you, Akarat. You're breaking up over there. <laughs> no, 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 be brothers. <laughs> turns into a little red bead. This can be used for spell components. So, Ooh. Bev. I, for a spell like Revivify, usually I don't make you guys use spell components, but for like powerful spells that require a lot of spell components, I will. Oh, okay. This little bead will allow you to um, cast Revivify. Listen, I only need 300 GP worth of diamonds to cast it. That is this amount of diamonds. Okay. um, (laughs) So I can only Revivify once. Yes. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Um, Except you guys also have this book. 
Yeah. Um, you see she also... Turn that into a revivify. <laughs> uh, she takes the book. She breaks the illusion on the penny presser machine and turns it back to its normal form, this metal compartment that connects to a laser with a glass slide. She places the book inside the compartment and activates the machine. It lights up uh, with a yellow glow. Uh, Through a little glass window, you watch as the magical power is extracted from this item. Tiny bits of energy are pulled from it as the faces on Ilsed's book eventually stop moving and are devoid of life. You've basically witnessed a new spell, something beyond a dispel magic. Outside of the compartment, the lasers begin to do their work using the magical energy to create more spell components, and this one creates three red orbs Ooh. Uh, from the magic Ooh. book. Okay, I take Alanis aside and I say, I don't want anyone else to see me make this sacrifice, um, but I got something that I'm pretty sure could be a spell component. And I take out of a little... Uh, little leather satchel, the coral earrings that I got from, <laughs> from the, uh, um, the so water elemental. These, I'm pretty sure they're pretty valuable. I've got good pretty, news. And I've, pretty much my I've second got, mom. I've got good news, uh-huh. which is that these look awesome and you should keep them. Okay, you don't got to tell me twice. <laughs> All right, I'll keep them. I was ready to make the sacrifice, but. Yeah, why have you never worn those? I don't know. I put them on. They look good. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Catch Glad you light. talked me out of that. What was I doing <laughs> throwing away such valuable possessions? You dodged a freaking bullet. <laughs> so you see Alanis also puts the armor through the little machine. And um, you guys now have this uh, mithril plate mail for Beverly. Ooh. So Bev, you can up your AC to 20. Uh, can we? Can I get this in green? I mean, yeah. No, I can totally do that. Uh, you see she casts a little spell on you and dyes the armor green. Ooh, I got to spin around. Like a lime green? You didn't yeah. specify what green you wanted. Wow, this is very bright. <laughs> Looks like it's filling out in the back, too. <laughs> Do you want me to give you a little junk back there? Or? No, nope, no I'm going to earn it. You got to earn, earn that. I'm hard fun all the way. <laughs> Cheating is not fun. <laughs> we are paying 100 gold a week to get Jack to be a hard fun. <gasps> I wink at Beverly. <laughs> we are giving Everyone him, pays a different price. We're giving him big funds to get really jacked. So you see Alanis pipes up and she goes, oh, I've actually, I've got some cool stuff for you guys, some custom shit. Oh, I love presents. Yeah. You got mods? Uh, so you see Hard One, she hands you this little gold ring uh, with little red gems in it. And she goes, if you wear this bad boy, you'll be able to cast Hellish Rebuke once every short rest, anytime some motherfucker hits you, I know you get hit all of the time. I sure do. I already have, uh, I've already got this pinky ring. You got a <laughs> ring. You want me to like change it, make something different? I wouldn't hate having like a hair tie. Hair Just, tie? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's fair. I've noticed your hair gets in your way a lot when we're fighting. Oh, yeah. You see, she grabs the ring. It's not crick nodding quick enough. <laughs> <laughs> you see, she takes the ring. Um, her hand gets this like arcane energy around it, and she just kind of waves it out, and suddenly this metal ring becomes very rubbery and turns into like a hair tie. I put my hair into a man bun so fast. You oh, get the you hellish, look like you the hellish hair tie. Soda. The <laughs> Add the, the hellish hair tie, and I'm a barista now. <laughs> 
You got to teach me that sleight of hand, by the way. Yeah, and I've got uh, something cool for you. It was a little brass coin with a little green gem in it, um, but I assume you're going to want something custom, Beverly. Uh, this bad boy will give you true strike once per short rest. You can do it as a minor action. That you can is just do it and get advantage on an attack. Pretty rad, pretty rad. I do have minor notes. Okay. What if instead of a small little coin, it was a full-on sniper scope built into a sword? That sounds fucking rad. So I'll put Heck like yeah. a scope on your sword that you can look through exactly. to swing at people and get true strike yeah. once per short rest. So I can do like a perfect stab through the scope. Hell yeah. She does. It looks like a sleight of hand magic trick. She turns the coin into this little like target sign and it melds into the side of your sword. I try to like look and see what the trick is this time like to see if she's like trying to distract me or like misdirect. Can't give, can't give you my tricks. Can't Sorry. give it away. Can't give it away. Okay. Uh, and Moonshine, yeah. I got you straight up this cool-ass gun arm thing. Uh, you see she pulls up this gauntlet, this, like, gold gauntlet uh, that has this blue cannon on it. This uh, uh, straight up... I don't up... really feel like I need to modify that. I think you nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this... I mean, can you, like, turn it into, like, a brawlet and then just turn it right back? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, she does that, turns it right back. Cool. So this will let you shoot a spell I invented called Chaos Bolt. Uh, it shoots out a random blast of energy. Uh, so Emily, uh, for practical purposes, who's Chaos Emily? Bolt. I'm sorry, who's Emily? Chaos Bolt. Who's Emily? Uh, Moonshine. Yeah. Chaos Bolt does 2d8 plus 1d6 damage at level 1. Um, the type of damage depends on what you roll on the D8. So you roll a D8, uh, and then I've got a table here that'll tell me what kind of damage it does. It's it's chaotic. It's random. So with this arm cannon, uh, you get one free first level spell slot okay. that you can use uh, per short rest. Uh, but you can also now just cast Chaos Bolt at will. At will? You like memorize it. Oh, I see. I see. You like have it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And I'll say I also like a chaos. Also I mean, because I, it's an usually I'm a pretty organized person. If you see my stump, like I got the sticks in one pile, I got mm -hmm. the dirt in another pile, I got the grubs in another pile. And but... then the bigger sticks in that other pile. <laughs> yeah. But I could introduce a little chaos into my life. Your toilet acorns are all a mess. <laughs> I didn't You're want right. to say anything. Marie Kondo would have my butt. <laughs> <laughs> the famous wizard, Marie Kondo. <laughs> So you see she's able, you do use the gauntlets of Ogre Power, right? I do, yeah. Okay, you see she's able to use her equipment. She breaks them down. She essentially combines oh, them. Oh, is that an issue? Is that, that's an issue? I can't wear this No, thing totally. We can it. do, we can do both. Okay. Why don't we just combine them? Why don't we just All make right. you some badass gauntlets that give you strength yeah, and also shake shoot like chaos bolts? Picture like you did with his, yeah. uh, his little hair How tie. She, doing she yeah. shakes the gloves like a Polaroid picture. You could picture. use a bunch of little hair ties to put those together. I don't know. You're I, right. Can you turn this into a pile of hair ties? <laughs> she doesn't have sleeves. I don't know where she's hiding these components. Can you do a pile of hair ties and then I can do one of those ponies where you have like little hair ties? I can just loan I can just straight up loan you a hair tie. <laughs> That's big yeah, of you. She turns great. one hair tie into eight. Just take a whole little baggie of Oh my of god, them. I put my hair into one of those little ponytails that has a bunch of uh a bunch of things on it. Sweet, and she Dope. gives you back your uh, gauntlets of ogre power, which will now allow you to cast Chaos Bolt. And yeah. I will say, since it's coming from an item, you can now cast it in addition to other spells per turn. So if you want to say cast like But it still like, takes a full action. Still takes a full action, but if you want to say cast like healing word. Or healing yes, word. you can cast exactly. Cool. Cool. Uh, suddenly you guys hear a buzz and Alanis reaches into her pocket 
and pulls out a big gold disc. Oh shit, this is probably your dad. Uh, 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 she holds it out, and you see a little hologram ah! of Bev's dad pops up. Uh, he's got a big white beard and a crazed look in his eyes. <gasps> And he, he looks goes, good. Yeah, embrace that wild side. Oh, sweet pea, it all went wrong. The dang chosen are coming in through the portal. We got Unsealy doing a siege outside the castle, and the dang chosen are coming in from the material plane. I can't get out of the city. We're going to go below to the old court. Sweet pea, help us. Uh, you see, he oh. like drops uh, the coin uh, and goes to static. And you see, Alanis goes, Oh, fuck, 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 this is not good. You know, I never know what to say to my parents on the phone. This is actually not a yeah. phone. That was just a message from him, so okay. we couldn't have okay. said anything anyway. That's okay. good. So, um, so, what's the quickest way? So, he's shit, he's shit. currently in the kingdom of the of the sea, correct? Yeah, right. Uh, get us there. Where's cool. your fat fucking turtle? But, guys, fucking chill, all right? <laughs> Let me think. You see, she takes, you a, chill? She takes a huge rip. Guys, do you want it done fast or do you want it done right? We got fucking think Okay, here. okay, all right. All right, all right. Everybody. Cool it with the think, fucking think, drugs. Dude, okay, but if the fucking... You want to talk. Guys, if the children are coming through, <laughs> I do I'm drugs. fucking... I'm fucking hiding out here, trying to not be seen by these guys. If I go there that close to Theala, she's gonna fucking see me. Don't but go. We need to get there quick. Yeah. So just don't. Don't y'all got some kind of like door we can walk through and it just brings us. To yeah, the we're like a court. big cannon. You can shoot us there. Everybody, chill the fuck out. Here's what we'll do. All right. They're going to the old court. Bev. Yeah. You remember as a child hearing stories about the old court. Um, you remember hearing like fairy tales about um, how the previous Fey kingdom, when like the Fey queen died, they literally like buried the city with her. That there's mm. literally like a city under the city. Not quite like Cragwater where it's like very practical and it's just like within the mountain. This is like a city under the city and the legend is that they like stole a little bit of sunlight and uh, put it under the mountain so she could have it uh, so that it could be forever summer even as she rested. The old queen died and her last retort was to bury deep the old summer court. That's the fucking song. Yeah, that's the song. That's the song. The songs are real. Everything's fucking real here. Okay. Okay. So I've never been to the old court, so I'll just teleport you as close to the old court as I can get, right? Once I go there, I'll just go to Galateron on the material plane and just start waking out to distract the Chosen so that, like, the no, Ola doesn't risky. come through or anything. Oh, shit. Everything's fucking risky. Oh, shit. It's I on. I think it's all right? risky. It's fucking on, right? I also believe in you, Alanis. I think you can you can do this. Yeah, right. I'm just going to, like, own some dudes. I'm not going to, like, fight the Ola Sounds right good. now. But yeah. if I appear there, she'll know where I'm at, so I might as well cause some trouble. So this is real time. Safety right. bumpers are off. Alanis throws her arms around you guys and... Whoosh, in a flash, you disappear, then reappear in a room surrounded by chaos. Whoa. A terrible battle is taking place. You see chosen foot soldiers cutting down Eladrin, who are what? greatly outnumbered. Uh, you're in this big room made of marble covered in frost. You see moonlight peeking in from the outside. There are orange and yellow tabards uh, featuring the sunburst symbol of the summer court, all faded and wet and covered in ice from the winter's curse. Unlike later on, which has a city built on a mountain the summer court appears to be one castle that is as big as a mountain you see various grand staircases of marble leading up to other areas when you look up you see that there are countless levels of castle all the way up to the peak of what would be mount glateron 
Back to your current surroundings though, you see that the Chosen have broken an archway, these pillars with runes on them that lead to a staircase heading down. You can surmise that this is the way to the old court and that the barrier to protect it has been broken. There are about 40 Chosen foot soldiers here and a number of them are trying to rush down the steps, but the band of boobs just showed up with a motherfucking dope wizard in the middle of the mix. You guys get a surprise round. Oh shit. Let's Where's go. Uh, Alanis, surprise round, just tosses a sixth level fireball. Uh, I'm going to say that these guys have like 11 HP, these uh, Chosen foot soldiers. They, even if they save, are going to die. So I'm just going to roll a d12 to see how many she hits. She fully kills seven. There are now 33 chosen guards. Uh, I'll say hard one goes next because of dex. Great. I nod at Alanis. Diala fucking sucks. She's a fascist. <laughs> hey, I twirl my Heck javelin. yeah. Fuck Diala, and I toss it at a bunch of chosen. How dare you? I toss it at that guy then. <laughs> <laughs> how dare you? One guy turns as you throw the javelin at his head. Uh, roll with advantage is a surprise. Thank God. I, I rolled roll a one. The, yeah, I rolled a uh, one. Woo. Two, uh, 24. Super hits. I'm going to call lightning on this javelin. Yeah. Hell yeah. So it's 4d6? Yeah. Um, I will let you, you know what? Roll a d6. Uh, see how many guys you hit. I'll say you hit at least two. Six. Sweet. You're going to hit six. 23. Holy shit. Um, yeah, you fully fry six dudes. One guy turns. How dare you? She's the god of... <laughs> Just javelin goes right through his mouth. Uh, he His head travels backwards, then it explodes and lightning bolts a bunch of other guys. Uh, fully fries another six guys. There are 27 left. Fuck yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah, I nodded a lot of cigars. This is fucking awesome. This <laughs> fucking rules. You guys are fascists. You guys are fucking part of the problem. Yeah, you're chosen, yeah, but you made the worst it. choice possible. Thank you, <laughs> fucking dickheads. Uh, next amount of decks would be uh, Moonshine. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, I'm in fungal form. I'm in a rage. And uh, first off, these guys are wieners, so I'm going to use my 12... Uh, I'm gonna use my 12 halo spores on one. Instantly dead. <laughs> and then, how would you finish then, him, Moonshine? How would you well, like to kill him? Well, I'm actually, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna give him a kiss on the cheek, and rather than falling to the ground to kiss. dead, rather, yeah, you're right, I'm gonna kiss him on the mouth. Oh, no. Just, um, but uh, rather than falling to the ground, he becomes my fucking fungal zombie. Oh, yes. And I send him to attack one of his brethren, and then I attack one of uh, the Sweet. first person Go in front it. of me. I guess that's gonna, does a 29 hit? Hell yes. Okay. It's gonna be 18. Fully kill another dude. Yeah. Uh, there are 25 left um, and, and hurt my, another one. And then my other guy hits one of the- Okay, go ahead and make an attack roll uh, for the zombie. Uh, he's got a nine. He only gets like a plus four or five. He misses. Okay. Um, he takes a um, lumbering swing at this guy. Wait, no, Ray. We were friends. <laughs> Get him, Ray. We love the light. We love going to church together. Ray, show him how much you love the light. <laughs> Ray's a fucking fascist, dude. Uh, Not anymore. He's fighting for us. That's Bev's turn. No more praying, Ray. Uh, all right. I turn to Alanis and say, hey, could you create a portal uh, right up about there? And I point to the ceiling. Um, oh, you want to do, like, some fancy-ass flavored shit? Absolutely. Sure. Uh, she throws up a little, like, blue portal and then an orange portal yep. under some guys. Uh, I jump down through the orange portal on the floor, land out of the blue portal on the ceiling, and then I just smite down as hard as I can in the center of these guys. Dope. 
It's just for flavor, you fucking rules lawyers. <laughs> get off my back. Does just a, attacking people, okay? Does a 27 hit? Yes. All righty. Uh, so with my Wrathful Smite... Jesus. Uh, what I'm going to do is it does uh, an extra 1d6 of psychic damage, and I am going to make them all uh, reconsider their allegiances to their god. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> I'm going to try and make them all agnostics. Yeah. Not to see the light of Pelor, but instead just to question the they light don't, of Fiala. <laughs> they don't deserve Pelor. They can maybe work their way up. <laughs> but they need to start at nothing. Uh, okay, that's nine damage for the regular attack. And then let me roll my d6. Sweet. You fully kill the one that Moonshine cleaved into. And then that's an extra three psychic damage. Cool. Um, next guy takes a little bit of damage. Cool. And then while they are uh, reconsidering the existence of uh, deities in Would you general? like to make an intimidation check? Because you guys showing up oh, out yeah. of nowhere and just, um, May you I? know. Yeah, go ahead. Cool. It's going to be a uh, 18. 18's pretty good. Yeah. Go ahead and roll a d4. Ooh. Good to use all my dice. <laughs> Thank you, Daddy. Uh, it's two. Okay, you see two guys go... Shit, this kid might be God. Uh, and they peace out. Two guys just like fully I'm wrong. Pelor Jr. <laughs> I'm Kid Pelor. Shit. Uh, go ahead and make your second okay. attack. Uh, uh, 17 hit. 17 does All right, hit. cool. Yeah. Let me just do a regular D8. This is kind of like uh, slapping them in the ass with the flat of my sword. Hell yeah. That's going to be 12 damage. 12 damage. Fully kill another one. Woo! Goes down. Goes By down slapping his ass so hard. <laughs> Balnor runs forward. You should have done squats. <laughs> I don't have as much personal stuff with you knuckleheads, but apparently you guys are aligned with the knuckleheads that I've got stuff. I'm going to kill you, you sons of bitches. <laughs> That's uh, what's up, Balnor. He swings that one. He hits. So many knuckles on this head, you'd think it was a hand. Um, nine damage to one. It's barely alive. Balnor hits again. Um, kills one. Slashes through to another one. That is the guard. That is not the guard's turn because it is. Um, now everybody rolls initiative. Woo! <laughs> Nat Nine. 20. Uh, 16. Hard one, you're first. Uh, sweet. I'm going to jump off of this. There are this. 20 guards. You see, yeah, <laughs> these guys are super frazzled. You guys show up, instantly have their numbers. Surprise. Ha, ha, go down. Get the angels. Get the angels to come up and help us. They're like so flat-footed. They're like scrambling, trying to get down the stairs. Um, but they're talking about the angels, yeah. whatever that is. Okay, let's not let them get the angels. <laughs> Fuck their angels. I'm going to swing at the guys running Fuck the, the angels. Fuck the angels. Uh, yeah, uh -huh. I'm going to swing at the guy that said yeah. that. Yeah, cool. Ooh, damn. Does a 13 hit? It does not. Oh, I didn't think it would. This dude blocks it with a shield. <laughs> they're not that tough. <laughs> uh, 18. Uh, 18 hits. Confirmed weaklings. Uh, God damn it. Take it back. I'm going to drop my hammer and just try to kill this guy with my foot. <laughs> 14. Uh, you fully kill one. Great. That is Bev's turn. I'll just keep plowing through. Sweet. Uh, uh, 22 hits. Yes. Okay, great. Now that I know that there are angels, I'm not going to use anything fancy. Uh, that's 10 damage. And then. Sweet. Oh, no. That kind of rolled weird, but uh, does 12 hit? It does not. Okay. Uh, but you are you are able to kill the one that Balnor Great. came through. And I feel like I swing the second time on the word angels, and I'm yeah. like, what? <laughs> that sounds cool. Uh, that is Alanis' turn. Uh, she's not going to be fancy. She's going to throw another uh, six-level fireball. Yeah. Sweet. Fuck you, fucking fascists. Uh, Fuck the fascists. I'm just Do you gonna... like dumpster dive, Alanis? <laughs> Yeah, are you, are I like. I sell. I sell grilled Hell cheeses yeah. at uh, fish concerts. 
I know you put that garlic in there because you know what's up. Uh, she kills another seven dudes. Uh, just fries <laughs> them. <laughs> God is not real! They just burn to death. <laughs> That's fucking right. God's whoever you fucking make of them, dude. Except Pelora. Uh, Pelora's he's real. He's big well, they're all real. I've met a bunch of them. They're real, but like, don't let them rule your life. Hold on. Know wait. your own truth. Um, that is the guard's turn, who there are now 11 of them. Oh, They're wow. so fucking scared. Um, what are they going to do? I guess, you know what? They'll try to fight for now. I'll say three of them will go after basically each of you guys. Okay. Uh, so they go after Moonshine. Only one of them hits. Four. Bring it on, come on. Six damage. Three go after hard one. One hits. Five damage. Ow. <laughs> are you finished yet? <laughs> I yield. Three go after. <laughs> three go after Beverly. Um, none hits. Uh, bounce off his new fucking fresh green armor. Oh, it's so good and lime it's so green. lime green. <laughs> it's got gold racing stripes. Uh, three go after Balnor. Uh, one hits. None of them go after Ray, their own brethren who turned against them. <laughs> Praying Ray. Ray, thanks for being on our side, man. Uh, Ray still pounding at people. Uh, <laughs> Balnor takes seven damage. Uh, and then two are going to go after Alanis. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. Hits. She's down. Uh, the, uh, Alanis takes four damage. You did it now. You fucking did it now. Oh, dude. you did you it. You fucking did it now, oh, you dude. you did it now. You freaking you did, did, it. did it. Leave this one for you me, Balnor. Leave this one for me, Balnor. Hold Leave up. this one for me. Uh, Balnor runs forward. It goes after a different one. Uh, shout out to the two crew, Balnor misses. Hey. I'm emotional. <laughs> <laughs> See, I told you we shouldn't have told him. Uh, he Just does hit on another guy. <laughs> 10 damage. This guy's at death's door, but he's still alive. Okay, after Balnor, that is Moonshine. Okay, I'm gonna look at one of the healthy ones and uh, give him a kiss, turn him into a zombie. Don't kiss me. I can't kiss. <laughs> it's the greatest moment of my life. <laughs> oh, you automatically kill him because it's 12 damage. Yeah. That's insane. Yes, so he's I automatically dead. kill them. No, no, but then I turn them into zombies. Zombie. Yeah. Dope. Yeah. So now I've got wow. two zombies. These guys are terrified. Wow, they've forsaken their god. Cool. Wow, I guess maybe I'm their new god, huh? Yeah, maybe Circle we're their new gods. Protect the zombies. <laughs> I look at my zombies and I say, who's your god? You are. Yeah, okay. I, I can we see are why, in hell. I can see why this corrupted Piala's heart. Um, and then I attack, uh, I'm going to attack the one in front of me. Sweet. Uh, does a 20 hit. Super hits. 19! Moonshine, you do so much goddamn damage. Uh, you kill one and kill the other one that Balnor hurt. Yeah! Uh, you cleave through two of them. There's eight left. And then I've got my two zombies. I'm gonna just go. Yeah, them. go ahead and attack. Does an 11? I don't know what, what did you say? Uh, it doesn't what? hit. Okay. 15? 15 hits. Okay. 15 what? hits with their modifier, yeah. What kind of damage did uh, they do? Roll a d6. Okay. Two. Sweet. Uh, so six. Yeah. So they do. Uh, they, it's more about the psychology the of being zombie attacked by one in the face. These guys had been owning these winter eladrin. I haven't been, even been rolling for these winter eladrin. We'll say that there's a few like guards tying them up. Um, but you do see that the tides of the battle have quickly turned now that you guys have turned up. Um, that is background a hard one. Cool. I pet my zombies and I say, "Good work, boys." <laughs> I swing my hammer. <laughs> God damn, terrible rolls. 14. Doesn't hit. I know. Oof. 26. Super hits. Yay. 16 damage. Fucking cave one's head in and hurt another one. Bev, that's your turn. 
Seven uh, guys left. Seven guys left? Yeah. All right. Um, I minor illusion my face to like shimmer and shine as if I am a deity. Sweet. Uh, wow. Their, their theologies are getting thrown <laughs> yeah. up. And I rush towards them and say like, let me take you to real heaven. It's better. Oh, God. This <laughs> That's kid is right. fucking terrifying. Heaven 2. It's no, the sequel to no, Heaven. No, 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 no. Does a uh, 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 21 hit? Super hit. Great. Okay. Ooh, 13 damage. Uh, super dead. One okay. guy dies. Uh, you Have fun. Guy. You're getting on the gondola to Heaven 2. Oh, God. He's so <laughs> calculated with the way he speaks. <laughs> uh, 19. 19 hits. Great. Ah, Just 8 damage on that one. Uh, dude is super hurt. Heaven too. It's the place for you. <laughs> uh, that is Alanis's turn. At this point, I just want to say that there's mushrooms sprouting out of like the eyes and mouths of my zombies. Oh my oh, cool. god, <laughs> brutal. Uh, on Alanis' turn, I'll say she'll do a fifth level fireball. Uh, there are only six dudes left. I'll just roll a d4, see how many they can hit this time because they're probably more spread out. Uh, she hits two. She fucking fries another two guys. There are four left. Uh, that is their turn. On their turn. They fucking flee. They Shit. just Wait, like really? some opportunity attacks. Yeah, uh, do we get opportunity? Let's I'll, take it. Yeah, them. yeah. Hard one. I'll say hard one, Moonshine and Beverly. You guys get opportunity attacks. Yeah. 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 I'll say Bellner does. Do my too. zombies get opportunity <laughs> attacks? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 15? Uh, 15 does not hit. Uh. Okay, one of my zombies got a six. Your zombie got a 12. Is that going to hit, though? No. Okay. Yeah, yes. moonshine. Yeah, I just went, did both my zombies and then landed on myself. Uh, go ahead and roll damage. Also, that's another thing for Rosaline, right? Yeah. Ooh. Oh. Yes. Oh. Yes. Okay. Thirty-five. Moonshine, you fully kill three dudes. There's one <laughs> left. Um, oh, I actually haven't done my uh, my kiss of death yet. Well, you don't get to do it because you did. You do your reaction. Oh, wait, right. uh, opportunity Hard attack. one, did you hit on your opportunity attack? I did not hit on my opportunity attack. This one guy. Oh, wait, wait Balnor did, though. Balnor! Yeah, Balnor did. Yeah. Balnor is going to take a big dad swing at this last guy. And he rolls a fucking eight on his D8, which oh. means he does fucking 14 damage. He kills this dude. Yes. Yeah, Balnor cuts this dude down. That's um, right. We do not leave a mess. It is a messy ass room. We I know, did. but I'm saying like, we don't leave anyone alive. Right, yeah. yeah. Like, that would be the mess. Clean house. You guys are in this room that looks like it was some sort of foyer, welcome room uh, for the summer court with uh, runes protecting this downstairs area that takes you to the old court, uh, now full of dead chosen. There's a few Aladrin that are still alive. So Alanis turns to you guys and says, all right, so... You head down to Old Court. I'm off to Glateron to fuck the Allah shit up. Hopefully I can distract her enough that she stops sending people through. I chest bump her. She chest bumps you guys. Do it I up. I chest bump. Godspeed. Or, you know, whatever you believe in. <laughs> Melora speed. Hell yeah, dude. speed. Hell yeah, dude. Whatever whatever you believe in. It's <laughs> really not belief when he met the god. She's okay. gone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Let's go help my dad. Descend. Yeah. You guys kick aside the corpses. Balinor kicks one of these chosen over. Wait, wait, can we look for like some badges or anything like that we could use? Let's just, let's at least take a chosen, I'm gonna take a chosen outfit. Okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, you put on the chosen's armor again. I'm not putting it on right now, okay. I just have it. Just holding I just wanna it. grab some armor. Yeah, some cho but specifically some distinctly chosen armor. Sweet. You guys grab 
the armor off some chosen. I'll say um, with the bag of holding, you guys are able to get uh, four sets. Great. Uh, and you guys begin descending the steps towards the old court, towards Beverly Senior, Queen Cirilla, and Angels. And that's where we'll end our session. Angels! Ooh, angels! Angels in Bohemia? We'll talk more about it on the short rest. <laughs> I oh, have theories. Yes. Short rest. We'll find out about the angels on the short rest. We won't, because that's a spoiler. We'll <gasps> talk we about do? this episode, though. Should uh, theories. we do a Fine. really long short rest one time called bed rest? We did do a long <laughs> rest at the end of the season. <laughs> no, no, but we'd like, do like a 24-hour stream. Yeah, yeah that's, that's insane. Good. Legit 24 hours. Guys, go on over to patreon.com slash nadpod to listen to the short rest. Don't sing yet. N-E-D-D-P-O-D. Cool, guys. Uh, Thanks so much for listening. We got some things to plug. Uh, Watch Hot Date on Netflix. Me and Emily Sketch Show. Uh, Also, we had our press release. Guys, we got a season two. Uh, Oh, yeah. It's it's official. We've known for a while. We want to tell you. You guys (laughs) figured it out. Um, But uh, we're shooting that in april that'll come out later we also have uh fantasy high on um dropout college humor streaming service and then we've got our book hey you up how to turn your booty call into emergency contact me and emily's satirical relationship advice book caldwell what do you got to plug Ooh, this week i would like to plug uh all of the nice people that sent us stuff to our p.o box oh my Mm. gosh we are in style right now we are flush yes we are flush with gifts uh our cornucopia runneth over oh um, first of all, I want to give a shout out to Trele the Crefe, aka at Nerd Casserole, and her husband uh, at Crang T Nelson on Twitter. Their entire family sent us a nice Tudio cross stitch. It's beautiful. Uh. I think uh, if you check the Nadpod Instagram, you'll probably see a picture of it up there. It looks so cool. It's so lovingly crafted. Thank you so much. It's so cool. We also got a. Uh, Emily got some books from uh, Lindsay, aka at Seattle Sommelier. Uh, oh it's a book of pastel spells and monsters you should know. It's... I I could not have felt more seen when I <laughs> yeah. held them in my hands. <laughs> Books are cool. That's what we learned, and we continue to learn. Uh, Jeff S., <laughs> Lord of the Fjord, sent us a cool fairy goblet, some dragon shot glasses, and a Warcraft DVD. Hell yeah! A little too excited about. And Hell yeah. also some leopard print dice yes that they painted they're so fancy they are gorgeous have i already rolled a nat 20 with them yes did you roll those did you roll your nat 20 with those um yes i did (laughs) Woo! so off to a good start those are perfect barbarian dice i know yes uh we also got a dream catcher with custom nad pod trinkets and charms in it from uh megan Yu. thank you so much that will uh protect us from Bad dreams about bad rolls. Whenever we are sharing one big bed, the <laughs> dream catcher will be tickling our chins. It's one big web. <laughs> one big web. <laughs> to catch all of our bad dreams. Uh, we also got a, oh, uh, Liam, uh, aka at Captain Oblivion, oh. sent us these little custom sculpted miniatures that they made. Oh, yeah. I'm playing with you. They oh, look so fucking it. cool. They're, I'm, I cannot express how much I have been like, so devastated that nothing on Hero Forge like is like adequately represents moonshine, and now I have a moonshine. Yeah, there's an actual pawpaw. And there's a pawpaw, and I cannot express how much they captured pawpaw's essence. Yeah, yeah. Hard one's legs like, are mid-ring. bigger than his waist. Yeah, so the, this is awesome. It's a real hourglass. 
Um, we also got um, a very nice letter from uh, David, aka at DMC Dog, and another super nice, super thoughtful letter from Cal. Uh, thank you all so much for sending those. Like I poured over them and yeah. got very weepy. Uh, it's really cool. Thank that, you so much. Yes, for thank you. Out. Thank you, DMC ever- Dog. Been following us since Ape Book Club. Thank yeah. you for all your support. We super book appreciate bud. it. Ape Book Bud. Ape Book Bud from way back. Thank you. And Cal, we. Support you. Yeah. 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 Keep on keeping on, Cal. Keep on keeping on, be you. Yeah. That's all I got. Sweet. Uh, Jake, what do you got to plug? <laughs> Just beard oil, baby. <laughs> beard oil, Wait, dude. can we give an update that I use some today? Not beard oil. I use some, the sister mister. Yeah, the sister mister. There's a sister mister and now. My we're, we're hands going unisex. are quite soft. Ooh. I use that on my hands, not on my full body yet, because I'm going to yeah. have to disrobe to do that, and I didn't think that it was... I just haven't Is had it a, Yeah, it was really soon yet. after. Emily gave yeah. me a really <laughs> soft hand job, and it felt, it felt like I had lubed myself. <laughs> exactly Don't what use my the sisters voice wanted when yeah. I created the company. Yeah. Brothersisterco.com. <laughs> if you want to give your friends a soft hand job... <laughs> We don't have sex. We just give each other soft. Are you hand not going to talk about the fact that he used the Balnor voice when he said hand job? Did I? I didn't mean Did to. You? It came out a little bit. You know, Balnor would love you. Are Balnor? Like you. You're Balnor is, on the inside. I'm Balnor on the inside. Aren't we, we all? all <laughs> uh, guys, follow us on Twitter at thmurf is me at Caldy is Caldwell at Exford is Emily at Jake Hurwitz is Jake at Nadpod is us now. Hey! Yes. We got our damn fucking twitter handle finally back. the battle is over battle's over uh follow us on twitter and tweet about the <laughs> show won our case in court <laughs> <laughs> yeah and tweet about the show using hashtag nadpod that's n-e-d-d-p-o-d oh we are we are the youth of a nation we are we are youth of a nation It's the end of the show, everybody, and that means we need to shout out our benevolent Council of Elders. Y'all are so good to us. And kicking it off with Brad D., the only pebble pot that isn't craven, has to go to his family members' houses individually on Halloween to deliver candy because they won't leave the house in fear of seeing a costume. J. Loma, 72, a.k.a. Steelbreaker, Hard One's Jim Spiration. Steelbreaker's Instagram is mostly filled with comments of other dudes asking what his diet is. Nice. Dylan B., a sword-wielding wizard surrounded by a floating army of blades at all times. Dylan is like Edward Scissorhands, except 10 times as dangerous and 10 times as hard to love. Danny P., Bahumia's resident artist, painted Hard One's senior portrait at the Dwarfenage, also signed Hard One's yearbook because he could tell he wasn't very popular. Tom P., father of the realm and serenader of sleeping babies and serenader of sleeping Balnors. Legend has it that Tom visits Balnor every night to make sure he gets a good night of sleep to ensure maximum dad snores. Spencer Caskbrew, patron elder of libations, ale maker to gods and heroes of Bahumia, alike once brewed a shot so nasty even moonshine had a hard time getting it down what it can't be done beard man dan the longest beard in all of bohemia beard man dan's beard is so long that it bends the rules of space and time and exists simultaneously in each of alanis's timelines griffin sd aka the stranger the silver dragonborn eldritch knight ex-owner the badger's pint inn and unfortunately the ex-owner of a brand new fixie bike it was unfortunately stolen perhaps by the same person who stole Emily's bike we'll let you two plot your revenge wow Scott D a buff bullywog who got ripped 
the right way without eating halflings, just the occasional gnome. Aaron C., the homeless man that was used by the Band of Boobs to distract the Chosen back in Galateron, currently in the stocks of the Galateron Town Square, having tomatoes thrown at them by very angry Chosen soldiers. Wow, we truly make people's lives worse sometimes. Hermes W., the Bat King, and the only bat that can see. It gets pretty lonely, though, because none of the other bats know what he's talking about when he talks about all the cool-ass shit he sees. Spartus, a gnome gladiator whose heart is big enough to make up for his lack of size. That's right, Spartus has an enlarged heart and probably won't make it to 30. Tragic! Adam R., the R-rated assassin, accidentally said dang it while killing someone then resurrected them just so they could do it again and tell them to fuck themselves. Cassandra MHP, a.k.a. Cassandra Max HP. Cassandra has so much HP, she survived the pillage of Balnor's hometown and just wandered off into the woods for a nice walk. Wow. <gasps> Danielle the Death Dastardly dame, Danielle is so dastardly that she actually sold out Balnor's village to Ezra's hounds. Danielle's essentially killed Bobby. QC, a.k.a. Haldor Frostback, MVP of the Giant Wars, crewed on the SS Stormborn, and fought alongside Elias and Red. He was so tough that he fell off the airship once and merely rolled an ankle badass. Manny, the mundane accidental deity who got in the way of a lich's spell to reach divinity if you forgot to charge your phone last night but look at your battery and says says that you're still at 90%, that's Manny lending you a charger. Daniel Yu, a.k.a. Multifor, the many-faced magician. They've been telling people to call them a face-gician, but so far the title hasn't stuck. Yeah, so keep trying. Jordan DJ, legendary DJ of the realm. DJ's frequently at the nightcap and is super ripped from being constantly drunk off of Biggin's strength potion. Jeffrey S., Lord of the Fjord, born of the sword and killer of cord? That's right, Jeff killed a god. Whoa, we've been building to that, we have. Cutter W., a high elf dandy, turned crick barkitect. Cutter has been squatting in the high elven tree houses and redecorating them, much to the chagrin of their owners. Lex Getz, the escape artist. Lex is so dedicated to their craft that they took out their shoulders ribs and kneecaps so they could be a twisty bag of bones that could fit into all types of spaces. Fun! John S. aka Schubert the Mushroom. Schubert just landed a role in the upcoming Sporecraft movie as the fearless leader of a warrior race known as Sporks. Ryan M., a crick elf tailgater famous for putting a bunch of crawfish on a bun and crunching into it shells and all. It's called the Craw Dog and it's straight up illegal to eat in Gladeholme. Whoa. Elena C., a purple worm who lives in the biggest apple, or as the gnolls who worship Elena call it, New Worm City. Andrew M., a super buff satyr that approached Triina after the band of boobs left. Andrew asked if she wanted to roll deep, and she said yes without hesitation. Oh, jealous. Michael McD., head mixologist at the Blue Mana Inn. Unlike most flaming cocktails that eventually go out so you can drink them, Michael's drinks burn for all of eternity and can only be drank by those who the flame deems worthy. Victor T., Balnor's boy whose loving dad was ripped from his family and transported to another world. In honor of his father, Victor created a new take on Vienna's classic cheese-filled <laughs> Toffenstrudel. The twist? It's full of tuna and salted with the tears of a devoted son. We've confirmed that this isn't real. Yes, I'm glad. What a, 
it always be true? Okay, Justin I, a Sweeney Todd style demon barber. The only difference is that Justin is an actual demon and also doesn't give a shit if people know that he's eating their customers. Clayton M, a claymation Dalmatian who's on vacation. They wanted to go to the beach, but water is very hard to animate with stop motion, so they went to Las Clagas instead. I'll take it. The professional, the only lawyer to successfully beat Papa on litigation. Papa was super close to winning too, but the jury pulled a 12 angry men at the last minute and totally screwed him over. Jacob C., an ethical druid who traveled across the multiverse to search for a burger that is truly beyond. Most of them still taste kind of like beans, but Jacob hasn't lost hope. Elena M., editor of the Galateron Free Beacon. Some folks say the paper is slightly biased towards the Allah, but those people have all died mysteriously in a warehouse fire, so who's to say really? McPux, the amazing codemaster who programmed our website. McPux also made a website for Shay's Yoga, but it's constantly yeah. crashing because Moonshine keeps <laughs> refresh- refreshing the page looking for new picks. Called out. Earl and Kathleen L., the hottest couple in Iron Deep, wars are fought over who gets invited to their annual ugly Christmas sweater party. Jive G., the only free fairy who actually pays taxes. Thanks for keeping the roads paved, Jive G. You're a real team player. Corbin A., a.k.a. the winged warrior. Corbin can't actually fly. They just love fighting and eating chicken wings. They do have a beak, though. Atlas Storm Reaper, first of their name. When Atlas was born, their dad called up all his friends and said he'd flip out and kick their ass if they called their kids Atlas and thus... Was it so? Wow. Jostrich, the jazz ostrich, their long noodly neck allows them to go absolutely bonkers on a saxophone. Unfortunately, their beak can't actually use the spit valve, so their shows are actually more experimental theater than actual music. E.L. Drag, a.k.a. the Dragonaut, Frostwind's biggest and baddest iron dwarf. They weigh over five tons, can breathe fire out of their mouth, and are capable of experiencing sadness. Whoa. The last one it is, is a design flaw, but good luck getting close enough to or not to fix it. <laughs> Cameron C, a Feywild gnome who's deathly allergic to bazinga bees, which forces them to carry around a comically large EpiPen. PJW, a.k.a. Charo Arcadius, a tiefling warlock whose tail has a mind of its own. It's usually not a problem until Thanksgiving rolls around and Charo's tail has a few too many glasses of wine and starts ranting about politics. Daniel R., Ram Daniel's evil twin, Daniel's ultra-itchy wool is actually used to make all the chosen undergarments and is responsible for their 100% voluntary chastity. Nicholas R., a.k.a. St. Cricolus, pulled by a sled of possums, Nicholas rides into town every year and lets young and suck the brown stuff out of their magnificent beard. Oh, isn't that beautiful? Make that a card. Jennifer V., the only normal monk in an abbey full of fighting monks. Jennifer can't channel lightning or focus chi into cool punches, but they do do all the laundry because someone has to, okay? Destin C., Theala's personal accountant currently trying to determine whether or not Theala can write off the entirety of Bohemia as her personal office. Devin Bede, the Bodega Lord, residing deep within the Delhi dimension. Devin toils away at their celestial skillet, attempting to create the perfect bacon, egg, and cheese. Michael L., an ethereal unicorn wearing two pairs of super fresh Timberland boots. No one knows how Michael ties their shoes, but many men have gone mad attempting to figure it out. Sam H., a scare kenku. In addition to keeping kenkus from stealing farmers' crops, Sam runs a straight 
a scared straight program helping to keep Kenku youth away from a life of crime and drugs. Kelvin Noodles, a pasta elemental. When the band of boobs defeated Kelvin, they were invited to sleep on one big bed of lasagna. Oh, I'm there. Sergio Salazar Solomon Zacharias D. Sequani, seventh of his name, a sexy Peruvian snake folk with sweet snake patterns on his skin, in case you were wondering. Sergio's tongue is forked, and yes, they know exactly what to do with it. Trele, the crayfay who shoots rays from their eyeballs. That's right, Trele is actually a beholder in disguise. Roll initiative. Aaron G., master of the banishment spell. Since they can just banish their waste. Aaron doesn't actually own a toilet, which is very economical, but makes having guests over super difficult. Eric B., hard one, the robot's son. No, this isn't a robot that hard one built because they felt lonely. This is an actual human child, hard one legally adopted from the Esri orphanage. And if you wouldn't watch that as a TV show, there's something wrong with you. Jari S., a huge, sentient, shape-shifting cloud. If you ever point up at a cloud and go, dang, that cloud kind of looks like Odie. You know, the dog from Garfield. Chances are, that's Jody showing off. Alucard, a reverse Dracula. If Alucard bites another vampire, they turn back into a human. If they bite a regular human, they suddenly get a shellfish allergy. Weird, I know, but I don't make the rules. Baby Doc, the only doctor to ever perform their own C-section, also baked their own first birthday cake, which featured a beautiful wreath of fondant roses and a perfect replica of the entire Paw Patrol. Adam H., the only person with an ass flatter than Beverly's, they use it to their advantage, though, by whacking their butt and gracefully sliding everywhere they need to go. Okay, fun. Kyle McHugh, Professor Duddle's rival who successfully created an egg that tastes exactly like a strawberry. The only side effect is that you briefly think all your loved ones are dead, but hey, strawberries whenever. Can't be that. Colin G. was the funniest halfling in Balnor's hometown. When Balnor broke down over his murdered family, he couldn't help but smile because he also got to remember a really funny joke Colin made one time. Ryan, hard one's faithful ram who hard one abandoned. Ryan barely remembers hard one though as they're busy with their new career helping a plucky young pig become the world champion sheepdog. Big Buck, a hunter with a bright orange musket. Each year they hold a massive hunting tournament. Every year it is won by a mysterious ranger known only by three letters, A-S-S. Richard F., a honey goblin who was crushed under a massive jar of honey and then later reincarnated as a beekeeper. It seems even death cannot keep Richard from their sacred purpose. Taylor S., a.k.a. Trask the Traveler. Trask has acquired more frequent frequent flyer miles than anyone else in Bohemia and sometimes decides to fly from Galateron to Esri just for the heck of it. John W.G., the philanthropic rogue who will steal the toilet paper you dragged from the bathroom out from under your shoe. Now that's what I call dirty deeds. Troy McSee uses the bodies of their dead foes as a shield and as a dancing partner, which disgusted everyone else at their junior cotillion, but Troy knows it's just jealousy. Cannibalistic Cthulhu usually quenches their bloodlust with the flesh of their foes, but they're trying to slim down for a wedding, so they've been opting instead for acai bowls. Sam L., a super cuddly bugbear called the Snug Bear. They did a brief stint as the mascot for Glader and High's anti-drug initiative, but got fired when the superintendent found
found out how many green teens they ate. Dom R, a one hit point zombie skeleton who dipped their bones into molten mithril. They still have only one hit point, but their AC is a number so infinite it hasn't been discovered by mathematics. Josh S, the revived cyborg version of Josh the Cobalt. Despite their miraculous revivification, they've been ostracized by the Cobalt community at large for being a skin job and box of bolts. Cobalts are notoriously anti-AI. But Sprig Dimitri, the owner of Dwarger's Big Burger, when Dwarger's Big Burger was closed for fumigation, a druid conclave was meeting in an old blockbuster next door in a miraculous t- twist of fate. Lightning struck at the same time a level 19 druid was awakening their familiar and the electromagnetic awaken every creature within 50 feet after the rat infestation became a band of awakened workers the bureau of health had to revoke their poor sanitation rating lest they be seen as speciesist welcome back dwargers wow Caleb Storm, the love child of Cord himself, which is cool for all the reasons you'd expect, but also Cord is a really absentee parent, so Caleb never had a curfew and snuck all the booze he wanted without Cord noticing. Andrew A., an environmentalist who advocates against the use of giant six-pack rings for giant beer and giant soda because they've seen firsthand dragon turtles get caught in them. Nicholas C. has starred in every single movie ever made in Bohemia, currently starring in the film Dane Tris minds about an inner city public school of brainwashed dryads and the teachers who inspire them to think for themselves. Matt L., the weatherman for Faye's most watched local news broadcast, Faye BC. Matt L. used to have it so easy, but then all this shit with Queen Cyrilla, now it's snowing in the summer court, and they had to get a whole new graphics package just to cover it. Targot, owner and proprietor of Bohemia's beloved general store, Targot, the best place to find modern home decor and electronics alike. They've even branched out into produce, which is really creeping everyone out. Mike H. was literally only at a party with the Bear Prince once, but now they're going on all the tell-all documentaries about him and giving interviews about what a monster the Bear Prince was. Kevin asks a turtle dragon not to be confused with the dragon turtle. Kevin is just a regular-sized turtle with wings who can only fly for so long before they dry out and long for the sea. Tribble, a three-beaked duck that guards an enchanted pond in the middle of Hillholm. Nana Kindleaf finally accepted the magic sword they offered her in exchange for all the bread she's fed them, but last they saw, she's just been using it as a knitting needle. Garrett M., a private scry. They're like a private eye, except instead of trailing people to find out if they're cheating, you just bring them a lock of your significant other's hair, and Garrett will tell you if they're really at the gym or not. Matthew E., a Galateron U. co-ed, who's doing J.Y. Fay junior year Fay. Fingers crossed he gets back in time to graduate. Samuel B., a chef in Hillhome, whose menu features one of the most sought-after delicacies in all of Bohemia, an authentic Werther's original stolen from none other than Nana Kindleaf's purse. B-Money, a literal SoundCloud rapper. B-Money is a rapper that casts gaseous form on themselves before every show. More mysterious than Daft Punk and Dead Mouse combined. Tilford G, part of the Nightcaps Mug Club. They have a mug hanging on the wall, and whenever they go in, they get two silver off of their first fashion runway. Guardian of the Light, Zack H., the only Keyblade wielder in all of Bohemia, Zack is desperately trying to save people's hearts from 
darkness but keeps failing miserably. Zach also hangs out with an actual dog and duck they call Goofy and Donald, and that's honestly kind of sad. Matt C, a.k.a. Matty Big Crits. After a streak of nat ones, all of which they re-rolled uh, to be twos, Matt Matty Big Crits took some time off to post song lyrics and sentimental quotes to Instagram, but the tides have turned, so ladies and germs, hide your die because the crit wizard is back, baby. Mitch D, an enlightened drunken master water genasi named Doc Opla, uh, who is currently working as the water elemental's personal trainer, although there are a lot of rumors that he's been spiking her protein powder with arcane. Curtis S, Balnor's pinochle partner, who, even though he respected Balnor's righteous decision to leave, never got to play another hand of pinochle with ever again. Wow. And finally, Colton B also has a magic cauldron and enchanted pipe smoke like Alanis, but mostly uses it to stream friends on Netflix. Oh yeah, and that's it, everybody. Thank you guys so much for listening this week. Head on over to patreon.com slash nadpod if you want to listen to the short rest and catch us next time for another episode. We'll be back next week. Thank you guys so much for listening. Bye, sweeties. We love you. Mwah. Mwah. That was a HeadGum Podcast.